Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Triple Header. It's a game of Jeopardy. For the first time in World Wrestling Federation history, all three titles will be contested in one single match. The WWF champion, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, joins forces with his best friend, the Intercontinental Champion, Shawn Michaels. Their opponents, Yokozuna and Owen Hart. Perhaps the greatest WWF tag team champions ever. Tonight, for the two dudes with attitudes, the reward for success is high. If victorious, they'll add the tag team titles to their collection, but the price of failure is equally great. A defeat will cost one of these champions his title. Tonight, it's a match that will test not only the true medal of a champion, but the bond between friends as well. Tonight, loyalty as well as prestige are precariously up for grabs because someone's going to lose their gold. house three watch along this is where we go through an entire pay-per-view event and we offer alternative commentary of the highest order how alternative we'll find out together who be we i be fake geordie radio presenter without portfolio former cultaholic heavyweight champion tom campbell i am joined by the man behind the two hour greatest tag teams ever ranked from worst to best list <laughs> <laughs> Dropped on the channel over the weekend. We rank every WWE champion from worst to best. The man who wrote it is sat next to me. It is, of course, Jack Atkins. Jackins from Cultaholic.com. How are we, sir? I'm not too bad. How are you, Tom? I'm doing all right, mate. That was a beauty of a list, BT Dub. It uh, took a long time to write that one. It really did. But uh, 
Yeah, it was a very confusing history of the WWE Tag Team Championships. So mm. half of it was just cutting through the fudge, finding out who was what, and then being writing down the wrong name because there's been three titles with 70 different names. So it was just... That's it, because people forget like how like the, what is now known as like the Raw Tag Team title was initially the SmackDown yeah. Tag Team title that was born on SmackDown and moved... Oh, God, it's just a it's, messy history. Yeah. Um, so far, no... Messages on YouTube or comments, you know, calling for everyone's head. So it's early days, boy. Yeah, give it time. Give it time. <laughs> well, no, maybe thankfully, because it's Pachiti that voices it, it'll be Pachiti that takes the brunt of that. Yeah, usually is. Yeah, you, yeah, you're a, you're a silent partner in some, for some people. <laughs> so it's the best way to be. Otherwise, how was your weekend? Did you have a nice one? I had an exceptionally lazy one. Um, oh, nice. I still managed to get up at like ten to seven in the morning, which I just I'm, I'm that age now. I, I think I've I've gotten over the hump where it's just like. I'm just that person who wakes up before seven. You wake up early now and you're just like, right, start the day. Yeah, feed the cat, have a coffee, you know, put on a wash and just sit there and look at a wall. (laughs) (laughs) And go, I've got all day to do this. Yeah, pretty much. Um, (laughs) But no, especially yesterday, I just sat on my ass all day and it was bloody, it's bloody lovely. I like days like that. Yeah. I like them. I went home this weekend to go and see my family. First time in a while. Went to go and see John Grant Mm. on Friday at the Warwick Arts Centre. Um, my mom is a massive fan of John Grant, loves John Grant. And we've tried, I think, four times to go and see him. We've had tickets on four occasions. And for whatever reason, we've never made it to the gig. Oh, Christ. So this was uh, this was like breaking the curse. breaking the. And I, I tell you, what, I want to put this out into the universe and see how we feel. Because I bought tickets for my mom for Christmas in 2019 to go and see John Grant. And uh, obviously then the world caught fire. Didn't happen. Gig got put back. Gig got put back. Gig got put back. Come to the gig, and then my mum uh, and, my, and I get there. I watch her go through. I've got the tickets on my phone, and I watch her go through like door one, and like we're gonna go through like door four. And I'm like, mum, it's like she goes, she gets ushered through, and she sits down very near the front. And I'm like, I don't think these are our seats. <laughs> and mum's like, mum's laughing, and oh, it's fine, it's fine. And I'm thinking, what are we gonna just try and blag? Closer seats? Like, is, is this where we get kicked out? Like the fourth time? Is this where we get kicked out? Mum's laughing about it, and she says, "All right, I've got to put you out." After twenty minutes of me sat there going, "These aren't the seats. These aren't our seats." After twenty minutes, my mum goes, "I've got to put you out of your misery." I went online last night and I found some closer tickets. I've just bought them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fat! I mean, does this still count as my present? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it does, doesn't you, it? You made the effort at least to make the journey to go with. Well, her. that's it. Yeah, and I and there were tickets at the, further back than the jet was on my mum then because when John Grant sat down to play the piano, um, the instrument in front blocked his head. <laughs> <laughs> I did swap so mum could see his head. No. That'd be only cruel, but that was a fun weekend. Uh-huh. But we we turn our tu- we turn our attention now to 1995 mm. once again. Uh, the height of the the height of the new generation era brings us to a triple header main event, Jackins. So your what are your what are your your memories, albeit vague, of going into in your house three? Do you have any? No, not at excellent. All. Uh, They're the best shows <laughs> when you go in blind. Yeah, I mean, it, only what I researched for the aforementioned tag team list. Um, so, yeah, pretty much blind. Excellent. That's how we like it. I got this 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 one in particular for myself. When I got back into wrestling, uh, it, was, it was very, it was what, 2001, 2002, and eBay and was becoming a thing. And I started video collecting videotapes of shows I, ne- I hadn't seen, shows I'd missed. And this was the first one that I had received 
when I ordered a bunch of them one weekend and it was this pay-per-view and I was just like, oh, this is a, an interesting time for wrestling. Oh. Uh, so there's, there's some nice, there's some, some, some unique memories with this one, which I'm excited <laughs> to relive. Uh, this is different to a classic Raw review because we are offering a commentary soundtrack to the show, so you can stick it on the network now, for, unless you're listening in the future, in which case that and that lawsuit has come to fruition, in which case you're probably not watching it on the network. You just have to imagine it in your mind. Mm. Uh, we are going to In Your House 3, September 24th, 1995. It's about one hour and 55 minutes. You can find it on the WWE Network or on Peacock. We will give you a second to do that right now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back. Jackins, are you ready for the triple header main event? Yeah, go for it. Yes, that's the enthusiasm yeah. that we need. <laughs> on go, we will all watch it together in three, a two, a one. Go. We have one of my favorite starts coming out of the ground, forming the WWF out of the ground. <laughs> so... What do we know about In Your House, the triple header? I'm going to pull up my... I've, put, I made a, I've got a few casual Wikipedia-flavoured notes oh. on this particular one. Um, this is the height of uh, WWF doing much cheaper pay-per-view events. This is them trying to match WCW up in their numbers yeah. and, and just trying to make a little bit of extra bank. So by putting on these budget pay-per-views for like half the price of a regular one, uh, we are in the Saginaw... Event Center, Sa Saginaw Civic Center, uh, the Dow Event Center, as it's now better known. Uh, but these paper, like, I like the idea of a dirt cheap pay per view. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we we've been talking in the office about with the future of NXT 2.0, if takeovers are still going to be a thing, or if they should follow the AEW route and just do the special edition episodes more mm. often. I, 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 the moment, I don't think there is enough star power to do a takeover no definitely not give it a little while before yeah. you do uh this is a jim johnson joint got some local singers to give us a not not get me hyped for in your house <laughs> i don't know what it is about jim johnson whenever he, i feel like whenever he was told to write lyrics it all went a bit wrong yeah we've had the conversation of i like it raw which Ooh, was the theme music I like it raw. <laughs> yeah ask him to come up with a riff 
and he's your man. Bro. He's your boy for the rip. He's Elton John, basically. He just needed a Bernie Tarbin. He did! That's yeah. it! <laughs> Jim, Jim Johnson is Elton John. There we go. Why is the In Your House logo having to go through the window? They, oh. Like, they're breaking into the house. It's like Nitra. <laughs> I like, like any like any other company would have it so like not in your house kicks the door down, <laughs> put a ladder up and climb up it and just try and push through the window. Uh, Saginaw Civic Centre, the home of the Saginaw Spirits, previously the home of the Saginaw Lumber Kings and the Saginaw Gears, all mm. ice hoggy. Mm. Um, also, Jehovah's Witnesses use the Dow for large-scale meetings. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there'll be any of this pay-per-view. One would hope. Half my family are Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, really? True story. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's, it's, there's no punchline to that. It's just Christmas is cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. You don't do Christmas. That's, yeah. oh, that's fine. That's fine. This is also a historic moment. This is one of the early days of seeing Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler together. It's just a shame that Vince is with them, really. <laughs> What a weird prediction by Jim Ross. Savio. Oh. I, I love the In Your House set. I think it's fantastic. Is it one of your, is it in your, your top five WWE, WWF stage designs? I'd say so, because I, I always, I've got like two like schools of thought. I have like the ones that are ground level like this, no ramp, just get straight to the ring. Mm. Or I'm a fan of the kind of WCW type where it's and AEW where it's the ramp that goes all the way to the ring and it's the same level because there's so much more opportunity for spots and extra bits you can do with it so yeah this 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 is definitely up there I remember when um, you remember this well when when Hulk Hogan basically took over TNA wrestling and instigated that ramp that went up to the ring and a lot of people thought interesting aesthetic choice but I think it was more because like (laughs) Hogan didn't want to climb any stairs Doesn't work for him, brother. No, no that, that whole thing was set up to work for him, brother, 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 brother. If I'm having a wrestling match, I want it in a four-sided ring. I, my head can't get around a six-sided <laughs> ring. That must have been tough, though, for anybody coming into TNA to suddenly get your head around a six-sided ring. Well, I've heard like numerous stories on podcasts and interviews that it, it was very hard to work just because I think there was more tension in the ropes because there was a shorter distance between the poles. Um, and obviously, when you second nature to work in the four side, yeah, right? your muscle memory is yeah. just was to be thrown off by this. So this is Waylon Mercy, um, the, uh, the 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 man behind Waylon Mercy, da- uh, sp- uh, old Dan Spivey. Ten years too late at this point. The gimmick ten years too soon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a real mixed bag. This is. That worm died oh, on the way Lennon. back to its home planet. Is, is that why Bray Wyatt like did the tribute to them at WrestleMania all over the canvas? <laughs> yeah. Can't use real worms on this occasion, <laughs> though, because people would kick off. You don't incur the wrath of Peter by smashing worms in 2020. <laughs> Shocking behavior. Savio <laughs> having a little jig to this. So we've already, the crowd have already had a match tonight. Uh, far too pinned Hunter Hearst Helmsley in an untelevised opening match. Nice little historical footnote oh, there. Yeah, very. So is, has Helmsley... No, he, he won't made his debut yet. No, he has oh, done. He he, has. He's popped up on Raw a couple of times at this point as Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He did some great, some great vignettes. It's just like, 
uh, Connecticut Blue Blood, yeah. uh, Hunter Helmsley, and uh, already started using the like, a fir- the first show he did. He used the uh, he used an early RKO as a finisher, which is always fun. And, and then he busted out the first pedigree. Yeah, uh, we had a I think about maybe a week before you joined us, we had the first ever meeting of Triple H and Jeff Hardy on Ooh. Raw from 1995, which I was very happy about. But how, uh, how long did it go? Was it squash it, and done? Or it was about three minutes. Jeff got a little bit of offense in, but it was all about getting gotta get Hunter over. Oh, of course. The pedigree used to be much smoother, much much more focused and controlled. Yeah. Back then. Well, until Marty Garner took it. <laughs> I mean, there, is... <laughs> there was that. Yeah. There was that. Um, but yeah, so he's debuted at this point. There's just nothing really for him right now. Yeah. So they just he's just on the periphery. He's 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 gonna launch very soon and but for now, this this match made the pay-per-view and the two men that would conspire to run over Steve Austin <laughs> four years, four years from now, wouldn't. Because there's not a lot of time, really, between this and sort of the start of the Attitude Era and no. those big names coming through. Well, I was saying to you the other day that I got lulled into a false sense of security because when I was starting the podcast, I was like, right, 1995, WWF is crap. And then in my head, I was like, oh, 1996, you got Mankind, you got Austin, etc., etc." <laughs> Forgetting that 1996 is also pretty crap. And it's 97 <laughs> when it gets good. Well, we're, cl- we're very close to your era that you're talking about because uh, this week in the wrestling in 1995, Steve Austin was released from WCW. Mm. So Austin's up the road. Uh, he's a, he's going to make a little trip to EC Dub. Yeah. And then uh, Vince will see something in him and we'll see. <laughs> you should be a ringmaster. <laughs> I like the idea of you being a ringmaster. Well, that's that's a, a, a joyous bit of conversation to have another time. I think this might be possibly Waylon Mercy's only pay-per-view appearance. Yeah. I think this is the uh, near the end of the road already for Dan Spivey, which I'm just, just gutted about. Savio Vega came in with a lot of hype, a lot of love. And... Uh, and, and I think they had plans on him being a big day. Is he been shagging? Yeah. <laughs> <He just laughs> looks like he's caught his cock out. He's like, it's not what it looks like. You won't believe it. I had my penis out. It was massive. You just missed it. <laughs> okay. So what? So in case you missed, I see why am I? Um, some issues with the with the tag champs. Yeah. Owen Hart's MIA. I mean, will the main event happen? Those crazy hard kids. He's probably, he's probably with Brett on the set of Lonesome Dove. He's supposed to wait for his shirt to be ironed. Yeah. Be ironed. <laughs> Mom. Mom, quick. I'm on wrestling later. <laughs> September 1995. What would Jackkins have been doing? Where would a, a young feisty Jackkins have been? Going into year one in school, I think. Aww. I think so, yeah. Year one, so. Do you have any memories from me in year one? I didn't like my teacher in year one. Why? She was just quite strict. She's quite old school. And yeah, even my mum didn't like her. She's like, oh, it's a bit of a bit of a hard nosed cow. I was like, oh, mum, go on. But uh, when you like, 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 how are we talking? Like, did she was 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 there striking involved? No, there was no striking. Just you know, just 
no fun, quick to shout. It was just, mm. especially after coming from reception, where it's just like, oh, it, it is, it is a Pentagon. Oh, that's probably a bit advanced for you. Go play with a car. And then... <laughs> But she was a bit, a bit of a, yeah. a bit pushy. Yeah, like my reception teacher, year two. Everyone else sound, but year one was just a bit. Mm. I remember um, maybe year one or year two. My teacher was a lady called uh, Mrs. Shepherd, mm. and years later, when I was older, I f- she, she, I found, I found somebody on Facebook, a guy called Mark Shepherd, found on Facebook, who was in a photo with her. And I, again, like when you're a kid, you're a bit naive <laughs> to like, you assume everybody's just old as the hills yeah. all the time. So I remember like somehow me and Mark got talking and I said, your mum taught me in school. He went, you mean my wife? <laughs> <laughs> it turned out, oh, she wasn't as old as I thought she was. Yeah. Then. Teachers must get that all the time, though. They must mm. understand. Because I'm probably the same age that, that Mrs. Shepherd was now. Yeah. Probably a little bit older, but at the time you think, God, they're old. Yeah. All teachers are old. But I mean, you look back at the late 80s and early 90s and the, the fashion for kind of people that age and teaching, it was, it was quite dowdy, so they probably did look far yeah. older than they actually were. Nutrition and fashion was, was, was very much older and a bit more yeah. stale. Yeah. I saw a TikTok of a... Of a, of a t- it was like a teacher's TikTok, and she looks like she's she she looked like a student, and then you realise actually that's probably about right. Yeah. Like for a, she turned out to be about my age. I was like, you look like you're a student somewhere. You shouldn't be teaching. You're too young to be a teacher. Oh wait, you are actually probably right to be a teacher. <laughs> age is weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I've been saying I've been about sixty-five since I was ten. So. <laughs> when did you realise that you were going to be an old curmudgeon forever? <laughs> When I started realizing, I was, ooh, uh, nice. I realized I was becoming more and more like my dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> is, your, is your dad your main inspiration for you being a curmudgeon? It's not even an inspiration. I think it was just genetic. <laughs> we, we, we're, we're both wind-up merchants, and we're both just like uh, love getting miffed at the slightest inconvenience. Never at people, usually at objects. Like if the toaster doesn't do the one job it's meant to do, I want to throw it out a window. <laughs> what was the text you sent me on, on Sunday? I messaged you about, about recording this as I was on my way back from uh, from, from the Midlands. And uh, and your message was, um, Evening Pickle, sorry, was watching football and frowning a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw uh, Owen from our place tweet like, Oh, okay, it wasn't a great, but fair enough. Like, yeah. he was very reasoned about it. Were yeah. you not so much? <laughs> yeah, my dad texted me saying, fair result. I was like, we've drawn too many times this season already. Savio's <laughs> yeah. just beaten Whale and Mercy, which is a, a worrying sign of things to come for Whale and Mercy. I'm trying to remember, because obviously Spivey did a lot of tag team work. I know he was in ECW and did bits in Japan. I'm just trying yeah. to place where that is in the time. Uh, him and Sid were, the, were the, 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 the two towers, the twin towers. Yeah. In WCW. Dub. Um, this is pretty much directly after his WCW stuff. No, no, it must no, no, it must be after Japan as well, because this is like properly the tail end yeah. of his career. And I'm sad that now he's lost to a spinning heel kick in Savio Vega. Which shouldn't have been a finisher back then, but is a more realistic finisher today. No one does yeah. spinning wheel kicks anymore. And like late nineties, everyone did them. Edge did them. X Pac did them. Jericho did them. No one does it anymore. I like when a move sort of goes out of fashion. So then when somebody busts it out, they go, "Ooh, okay, yeah. I like that. That's good." 
Okay, so here we go. So this is... Double cheeseburger. Doc Hendricks acting with his shoulders there. <laughs> <laughs> Act with your whole body, Michael Hayes. He's got a bit bold on top as well, isn't he? Mm. Bless him. A bit thin in the air. No wonder he wears a cowboy hat. <laughs> that if bright it, red cowboy if hat. If in doubt, cowboy <laughs> hat. Straight to the point. Is the triple header match in jeopardy tonight? As far as I'm concerned, no. Oh. Gorilla laying down the law. Yeah, yeah. I like. He's the fan friendly press. Yeah, the fan friend. Do you know what? He was a good. He was. If you keep his his bits short and sweet, he's a good choice. Yeah, he's more hands on than Tony. Yeah. Oh, t- I I wish Tony had done a bit more. Like t- kind of Tony was sort of the first, sort of the first heel authority figure near the end. Yeah. Because there was the whole bit where like. He, he stripped Hogan of the title and he got booed mm. for it. Like there was a lot of hatred for for on the take Tony near the end. I did like the way though that they didn't overuse him. When Tony's hand up, you're like, oh shit's going down now. Mm. You'd be like, oh, it's my decree that you know, no charisma. Furthermore. Just... <laughs> so when he did turn up, it was like, right, something something needs bringing back into line if Jack Tony's getting involved. It wasn't like raw for the last ten years where, you know, hog all the screen time and just go berserk with it. Big part of Tony's uh, relationship with WWE was he was a, a, a very, a very notorious—not notorious, but a, a well-to-do, popular man on the promoting scene in Canada. Mm. So a lot of the reason that WWE kept him around was to keep in good doing tours in Canada. <laughs> like there was a WWF Canada office that he worked out of, and I always, uh, always imagined it was just like a like a front, just like the house. It just looked like a house, <laughs> like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> just it fell down. It was just Tony sat in just one little room. Please don't tell people how I live. It's just a Rolodex with one name on it and Stu Hart. <laughs> <laughs> but now Tony's gone. Um, and I, and I guess they're just happy enough that they can find their own way without Tony. Yeah. Rude. Um, Vega versus Mercy. How many stars did Dave Meltzer give it? I'm saying one. Oh, you're more polite than Meltzer. A quarter of a star. Uh, he's saying Mercy's knees and back are so bad, he's almost as bad as Andre the Giant at the end. <laughs> oh, mate. I mean, Mercy at least was taking bumps. Yeah, <laughs> he was bouncing a little yeah. bit. He was doing his thing. Henry O. Godwin. They, Vince, Vince really liked the work of, of, this, of Mark Canterbury. And was keen to get him involved. And again, just Vince just loves characters. Of course. You're going to yeah. come in as a hog farmer. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Of course you are. With that all-American slop, as we discussed last week. All-American slop. Look at it. USDA approved. <laughs> <laughs> I always think with like things like the, the Godwins, I think in kayfabe is like, right, so what was the journey to get them to the top of the wrestling game? Was he just wrestling at a farm one day and like worked his way up through like the, the wrestling <laughs> farmers leagues and then one day because he's the best wrestling farmer pig man, they were just like, well, of course you get a spot in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> it's a very 
very solid point. Yeah. Because a lot of the times they just do these promos and they just go, I'm coming to the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> are you have you just are you just allowed to join now? Are you just been <laughs> you just been welcomed into the fold? Like TL Hopper? Like and uh, Duke <laughs> I'm a wrestling and plumber. Yeah. I'm coming to the World Wrestling Federation. No one invited you. <laughs> but I guess you're here now, so fine. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, there was the, the the joy of that era where it was all just characters. Yeah. I li- I like a good character in wrestling, and I still I still think there's a place in the wrestling world for like a, a league all which is all based on silly gimmicks. Yeah. I want that again. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, while well, Chikara was running, it took it in a whole different direction with like ants and ice creams and people from the past, but. There's, yeah, there's definitely scope for the throwback league. I think so. Yeah. I think this. I think that we go to that. You know, can you remember the first wrestling show you went to? Yes. Uh, oh. Well, the first time I saw wrestling live was at a Butlins in like '96, I think, um, and Midlands favourite, the Boston Blackie, wrestled on it. Oh. Um, and who else? It, I think he lost to a Power Ranger. Because, uh, of course, and it was in a WCW ring, and uh, we all bought sunglasses afterwards so we could look like Bret Hart. The first actual show I went to was uh, the disastrous WCW Nitro House show in 2000, the one that was so bad it was on Watch Dogs. Oh, yes! Dog. This is the one where they, they announced all the, the matches, and then the main event was like the Harris Brothers versus... The Mamelukes. The Mamelukes. Yeah. And everyone was like, that's the main event. Yeah. Considering elsewhere on the card you had, I think Jeff Jarrett versus Booker T was on the card. There was Ric Flair and uh, Lex Luger against Mr. Perfect and maybe Vampiro. And it's like, but you're, you're letting the tag team titles. It was very strange. Me being a kid, I just loved it because I got to see like Terry Funk and I got to see Dustin Rhodes and I got to see uh, Finley shoot on the crowd because he was wrestling Jim Duggan who got the Manchester Evening News Arena to do a USA chant. <laughs> and afterwards, Finley took the mic and went berserk. He's like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> USA, USA. Aw, we're funny, aren't we, as wrestling mm. fans? We're easily led. But that was... That was, when you look in hindsight, you go, oh, what a terrible show. But in hindsight, like, there were some names that were part oh, of God, that. yeah, yeah. You know, the, uh, you know, the Marmalukes shouldn't have headlined, no. <laughs> granted. But there were some names involved in that. I'm surprised they didn't. What was your first show? My first, I remember going to um, Purdiswell Leisure Centre in Worcester. And it was in the days of the wrestling tribute show. Hmm. And we had uh, The Undertaker. And we had The LOD. <laughs> now, The LOD wasn't, uh, wasn't a tag team. It was one man. Oh, of course. It was the, the, and, I, and I've since learned that it was uh, a guy who taught as the Legend of Doom. A bit like how, you know, the Eagles have <laughs> talent. Uh, Legion of Doom had the Legend of Doom. <laughs> That's pretty good. And uh, Spider-Man was in the opening match as well. Yeah. So we had a Spider-Man in the opening match. We had, a, obviously, a battle royal at the end, which was won by The Undertaker with yeah. help from the LOD. Um, it was just fun. But then, what I, I even at a young age, I knew that the ring announcer was overstepping his mark because during the match, you go, come on, everybody. We can't have him beating him up like this. Let's hear you chanting. It's like, no, <laughs> shut up. A young Tom Campbell taking notes. Just like, no, 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 no never do no. that. They were advertising a cage match for the next show. 
And they're like, we're going to have a cage match next time we're here. It'll be hell in a cell. <laughs> and even my young brain is going, no, they're different. Yeah. You can't say a cage match is hell in a cell. It's different. Don't, don't lie. And they, they never did. They never came back. Uh, if they did, they, if they did, they didn't come back with a cage. Furious, Just hounded out of the town. <laughs> Get away, Sp- Spider Man, Undertaker, and Legion of Doom, bombing, bombing up, the, off the motorway, getting out of Fernaleith as quickly as they could. But it's it's one of those things that like, if a good wrestling show came to town, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll go to that. But I wish we could get those tribute tours. Because like you said, imagine being our age now and being like, oh, do you, do you want to pay a tenner, have a hot dog and watch Spider-Man wrestle? And be like, absolutely, that sounds fantastic. See, that's what I've learned as I've got older is I'm embracing, um, and I'm not, I won't name names, it's cool. I embrace a, a crap wrestling show. Yeah. Like there's a few that, that do the rounds in the north and I just think, I'd like to go to that. Yeah. I've just, my, my intrigue is peaked by going to see what genuinely looks like might be a crap wrestling show. I remember when my nephew... Was still bought, I still bought a ticket. I'm not like... Hey, look, I've funded it. He doesn't get in for free. Don't get in for free. I'll buy a ticket. I remember my nephew going to one when he was little, just like a crappy town hall show. And he had a program afterwards, so I was flicking through it. And I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went... I was like, Alex, did, did this guy wrestle? He went, yeah, yeah. I was like, the guy in the mask? Yeah. The master wrestler called the American Dragon. He was like, "Yeah, he was very good." And it was—I looked at it. It was just clearly Brian Danielson. I was like, "Just like Jesus Christ!" I was, like, <laughs> I was furious. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So it must have been. God, old. I think my nephew's nineteen now, so it must have been. Yeah, like in the two thousands. Yeah, definitely. You have reminded me of uh, a show I went to in Gloucester in two thousand and fourteen. Um, of, with with similar energy to it, I'm gonna find it. And in order to, in order to find said show, I need to search AJ Styles, <laughs> <laughs> which gives you an indication of where dear Sabauta go. <laughs> it was um, in hindsight, the ticket I think was about maybe ten quid. Yeah, bought on the day where I just went. I think I might pop along, and here we go. It is the uh, SOW, I think Superstars of Wrestling, yeah. Super Clash 2. So this is what I got for 10 quid. Right. From the, from, uh, the, the GL1 Leisure Center in Gloucester. <laughs> right. <laughs> Opening match, Johnny Storm versus Brian Kendrick. That's not bad. Opening, mate. Opening match. We then had, cool a little bit, we had a four-way Phil Powers, Frankie Sloan, Jimmy Meadows, Kenzo Richards. Mm. Nice little cheeky four-way. Mal Sanders and Mal Jarrett. Sorry, Matt Jarrett, not Jeff Jarrett. (laughs) After the... We then had Nathan Cruz versus Paul London. Bloody hell. Mate, ready for this. A six-man tag followed this. The Knight family. Ricky Knight, Roy Knight, Zach Zodiac. Mm -hmm. £10. Versus Danny Collins, David Finley Jr. Right. And Jushin Thunder Liger. You saw Jushin, Jushin Thunder, Thunder Liger. Liger. Have you told Sam he'd cry? I think I'm, I'll, I'll double check when I see him this week. Mate, not even finished with the card. <laughs> this, this, was, this was fourth from the end. Davey Boy Smith Jr. Okay. Defending the Stu Hart Heritage title. Right. Against Martin Stone, now oh, yeah. now um, Danny Birch. Yeah. 
Uh, Chris Raber, don't quite remember, mm. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> Not the main event. (laughs) Main event was a three-way featuring Doug Williams, Rampage Brown, and I believe then the IWGP heavyweight champion, AJ Styles. Jesus. (laughs) Ten quid! Ten quid! Got a hot dog as well. (laughs) Ten quid! I don't know why they didn't come back. (laughs) Enough about reminiscing about good wrestling. Uh, Oh, yeah, that happened. Sid won with a powerbomb. DiBiase got slapped after Bam Bam Bigelow ran out for a little bit of a slap and tickle and karma's there as well. <laughs> slap and tickle. So we see, ah, here we go. So who was it, who was he about to slap? I was paying, I wasn't paying any attention. Uh, Bigelow. Ah, oh, well done, Biggs. Coming out to save the day. Uh, how many stars did Dave give that? Three quarters of a star. Half a star. Oh. This is near the end of Ted in WWF, yeah, by was, the way. Yeah, because when, so... He left. Did he go back to Japan and do a couple of bits and then go to WCW late 96? It must mm-hmm. have been. Yeah. As trillionaire Ted. Yeah. I liked him in the NWO. I just, yeah, I, I don't know whether he, they, I don't know whether they, they went, they doubled down on him enough. I know he was there for a bit and then maybe, I mean, now we'll, Sam and I are going to be watching Classic Nitros. Mm. Um, but the, the idea of him being like, right, the NWO have turned up. How have three men got enough money to run advertisements, take over a show, get to the shows, etc. And they're just like, well, they've got a benefactor and everyone knows that he's minted because it's Ted DiBiase. It, mm. made, it made sense. And also the idea of DiBiase and Hogan being on the same page, it was, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Obviously, Bischoff came along and his role was redundant. So one of those. Have to take one for the team. Yeah, yeah, there is that. There very much is that. So at this point, Jim Cornette is still crowing. Owen's not there. And Gorilla's making Yokozuna find another tag partner. Yeah. At short notice. And they get the same deal <laughs> should they pin the, the champ. So, so Jim did say that Owen's here, and now he's gone AWOL. So we're getting the triple header. Doc Hendricks is very happy. He's, he's just happy. He's doing his job so well tonight. He's doing a lovely. He's having a lovely time. Uh, freshly minted heel, British Bulldog, making his way out to the ring now. I'm glad he's heel now because we no longer get the fireworks going off and Vincent Mann going and the rockets red glare. <laughs> it's not our anthem, mate. Mm. That's an anthem about telling us to fuck off. Yes, it's the opposite <laughs> of what we need. You prick. <laughs> he's wearing, he's, he's wearing, um, he's wearing everybody's, he's wearing what looks like a Diana Ross dress. It's amazing. It's beautiful. This was the heel turn heard around the world. Saying that though, I did like his long hair look when he, when he got rid of the braids. I did think he looked kind of cool. But like you said, cut off the hair. The short back and sides. Bit, well, he's all business now, isn't Here he? comes Davy Boy, ready for a fight. I don't know why he's from... He's not from London, is he? <laughs> he's from he's from, uh, he's from Leeds, isn't he? He's from Manchester. Yeah. Oh, man, oh, sorry, Manchester, rather. I'm from my... I'm bizarre, etc. 
Beefy boy battle now. Yeah. Beefy boys. We are still waiting to see what happens with Davy Boy Smith Jr., aren't we, in WWE? Yeah, he still hasn't been assigned a brand. No. He was doing SmackDown Dark matches for a while. They even did a video with him. And they're like, hey, I'm happy to be back in WWE. And we will never mention this again. <laughs> Have they called him Harry Smith again, or is he Davy Boy Smith Jr.? They're going with Davy Boy Smith Jr., which I think is more of a mouthful. And it's it's so they're so wildly inconsistent with how they lean into history. Yeah, like they want to own the whole Davy Boy Smith Jr. thing. Yeah, um, but then you've got Braun Breaker. Yeah. Let's not acknowledge that. And then you've got uh, Von Wagner, who is the son of of uh, Wayne Bloom. Yeah, from the Beverly's. They're not acknowledging either. And you've got uh, Bull Buchanan's boys in there as well. Bull Buchanan's boys there! Son of Buchanan! Son of Bull! But there's certain ta- talents, like you said, like a, a son of a Beverly and a son of, son of Bull Buchanan. You're not really going to celebrate that. But like with the Steiners and when you had um, when you had Ray Gordy in there as well, you, yeah. you think you'd give a little nod, a little something. They're weird about history. Yeah. They're really weird about history. I don't know whether because there's no... I know. I, it's part part of me knows that like with Steiner, there'd be a little bit of a licensing issue, yeah. and they're all about owning all the right. That they like they like calling uh, uh, Bronson Steiner uh, Bron Breaker because they own all of it then. Yeah, and then if he becomes a star and he goes somewhere else, they're like, ah, you can't be Bron Breaker anywhere else. And he'd be like, so I'll just be I'll just Bronson. be Bronson Steiner, which is an amazing name, which is still a strong ass name when you become the. Ch- they'll lean into it when he becomes. When he headlines Mania 40 with Roman Reigns. Yeah. That will be a thing. I've, I just can't believe how much he sounds like Scott. Given the mic, she's like, <laughs> You want a friend? Get a dog! Like, are we sure <laughs> you're Rick's lad? <laughs> Did Rick start his wife maybe have a weekend away? <laughs> Uh, they, I'm kidding. That didn't happen. I'm sure no. that did, I'm sure that didn't happen. Yeah, it's. I think that for, that promo he cuts there. Oh my god! So picture in picture, the oh a Sid and Yoko team. Oh, that'd be good. I mean, it wouldn't be good, but it'd be <laughs> imposing. It would look good. Yeah. I think there's a differential between it looking good and being good. Yeah. I don't think it would be good per se. So with Bam Bam's face turn, mm-hmm. I've when I was doing some research on something, I'd read that it was promised to him for taking the loss to LT. He was promised a big push yeah. for losing to LT, and that push pretty much began immediately after WrestleMania. Yeah, but it was because um, he was very over in his initial run in the late eighties, wasn't he? Yeah, he really was. Like very liked. He had Oliver Humperdinck as his manager, yeah. which was an odd fit, but it was cool. Um, the the issue with this one, he fell afoul of the click. Oh, of course. Click didn't like him. Click didn't rate him. So therefore, he shouldn't fly. And they did a thing for a while where they, they did a Diesel and Bam Bam team. Yeah. And almost like minus chemistry between them. Like it's yeah. it was like there was it was oil and water. And it was because Sean was in Diesel's ear going, Hey, Bam Bam's a bit crap. And then then that's that's his that's his 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 block paper sign then, isn't it? It's, it's, it's paper blotted then. I mean, to be fair to Shawn Michaels and the click, for Michaels being a little rat who can't fight, the fact that he was just like, do you know what? I'm going to make enemies of Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow. He's got some stones on him. He really has. <laughs> he just got, he, he, he managed to, to get the dander up of all the big lads. Yeah. Within the company. But then Bammer, I think, I still think that 
in a time like this, where there's so few stars, Bama in the main event isn't a bad idea. No, not at all. But uh, it just... There was no chemistry between him and Diesel. Um, and a real lack of stars in general. Yeah. And uh, it's a shame for him. Like, they, they, there was a point where I think we noticed, we, we what, you sort of chronicle the change in their attitude towards him. Like, they, the big face turn, like, gets a big reaction. They change his music. They then give him these arm uh, th oh, cannons. The big, the big things on his arm, yeah. Shoot fire. And then the one week, and then he's got pyro in the ring, and then suddenly <laughs> one week, all the arm cannons are gone. Yeah. And then the next week, all the pyro is gone. It's like, oh, no. They needed them for Max Moon. They only had, <laughs> they only had the budget for one set of arm cannons. They're just they're just trying to save money every every chance they can at this point because uh, yeah. they are that was it because the question like we talked about it on the Raw review last week how um, they're now up against Nitro and, and they're going okay so is Raw going to be live every week to compete against it and they've just had to go well no we can't because it's it's not cost effective for us yeah. to go live every week so we have despite the fact that WCW are going to play Jesus easy. <laughs> didn't think I was going to make it then. despite the fact that they're going live every week and they're going to play silly buggers when we're not live we yeah. we just can't afford to it was good business sense really I think they'd have yeah they'd have they'd have run out of steam very quickly doing it live every week you know not against I'm not against companies like Impact do it and they do it really well yeah. like, they'll take six seven weeks on the bounce and then they'll go about their business and that's partly why they've survived so long is they know just they can hire somebody for three days and then they've got a month two months worth of footage from them and I suppose it's good for the wrestlers as well because they know that for what one weekend maybe you know three four days a month that they are with Impact and they've got the rest of the time to do their outside endeavours they've got time to do indie appearances sign-ins Vlogging, whatever the kids are doing these days. So vlogging for, for a smaller company. It, yeah, it seems like a no-brainer. Are kids still vlogging? <laughs> Ethan, Ethan Pages. I watch Ethan Pages. Ethan Page does a vlog. Yeah. What happened to blogging? Do people still blog? Oh, I don't know. Well, no, because we don't read like as much, do we? Like, yeah, I think it's just more Twitter now. Yeah, because it's micro blogging. The attitude towards like I, I, there's still some decent there's still some people writing great blogs, but the attitude towards writing like, there's for example there's websites where it'll tell you roughly how long it will take for you to read an article, like Medium, yeah, yeah, like like oh twenty seconds to read, it's like oh, I want to I want us to get back to a time where we're reading more again, yeah. So I sound so so I'm very old at that point. Like no, I agree. I miss us reading. I I read a lot. On my phone, it's making putting the phone down and picking up one of the thousands of books that I bought over lockdown, Ooh. which is the the stickler for me. I um I acquired a Game Boy over the weekend. Yes, you did. Certainly did. I'm very happy because again, like you say, I'm looking to get away from my phone. Yeah, and I like the idea of owning a Game Boy, so I now have one. It was actually, funny enough, it was my Game Boy Color when I went back home. And I was telling my mum, like, I'm looking to get a Game Boy. And my dad's <laughs> like, God, how 37 treating you. <laughs> and then mum said, you know, you've like, I've got your Game Boy. Like, I just, I, I used to play Tetris on it, but I haven't played it in ages. It's just in the cupboard if you want it. Oh, boss. So there you go. Happy days. So I got that, that back with me. What, what color Game Boy color is it? It's a purple one. The classic purple. Yeah. Now, yeah. And, and I've looked in and online you can get kits now where you can install a backlight one of my mates was doing it 
Oh, really? Um, yeah, he was. I remember he saying you've got to like crack the case and it's very delicate. So I think he did go through maybe a, a Game Boy or two oh, before he got I might it. not do it then. I'm a I bit might, I'll have a word with him and see how it is. A bit nervous. Because now I want to get, um, when I finish today, I might go and try and find a copy of Super Mario Land 2. Is that the six, six golden, golden coins? coins. Mm. Was that the first appearance of Wario? Yes. Yeah, it was. I remember the game. I remember the advert for it. Obey me, Wario. Destroy Mario. <laughs> I want to play that again. Because it's again an endeavor to, to put my phone away. Yeah. And do less on my phone. Which I think we're all trying to do. Like with you with books and stuff. It's yeah. all just trying to find ways to not look at your phone as much. Yeah. But saying that. Saying that yeah. is just that it's sandy for everything ever. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, a, a, a lot of books on my nightstand. Which are what's the got, best book? The on best your nightstand. Well, I've I've got two that I've been reading because I can't read fiction as easily as I could when I was a kid. So non-fiction works for me better. As a kid, I could just go through. How come? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's because. As I've gotten older and chosen, well, not even chosen this career, but fallen into this career path. Because mm. a lot of the stuff I'm doing is research. I just like finding out about things, no matter how banal or useless. I just like learning stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I'm killer in a pub quiz. <laughs> but um, yeah, so at the moment, I've got the, the Nitro book. Nice. By Guy Evans. Yes. That's very good. And I've just picked up the Beastie Boys book as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. But... You know, they're two that I've got bookmarks in, but there's also a load that I've lent off friends and stuff there as well. Oh, excuse me. Pardon you. The Guy Evans Nitro books, I've not read it. Now, do audiobooks count as reading? Like, this is a conversation I've had because I've got audiobooks. And, and, and a lot of people just say, oh, that counts as reading a book. But I don't know whether it does. It depends how well you take it in. Because I've listened yeah. to audiobooks while just grinding on Fallout before. Yeah. Um, but if you like, if you've got it on, you're pottering. I, d- I don't know. I, I feel like you need to be immersed, yeah. don't you, to yeah. really drink in a book. You need like proper immersion to it. And I yeah. don't know whether I whether whether it counts in the same way. Like I read quite a few Discworld books via audiobook. Yeah. Because um, I, I still quite like the, the the flights of fancy of fiction. Like I do quite like throwing myself into that, that sort of. But what I like about Discworld is they take m- sort of very you know general things in the world and saying how they got there. Yeah. For example, like the, the first newspaper of Angmorpork, how it was going to be called the Daily Items, but then they put the letters in the wrong way around, so it came out as the Daily Times. And it's just like, <laughs> okay. Like, they're cute with stuff like that. And I, and I little things like that I like with them. Who, who does the recording for them? It varies quite a bit. There's no major, there's no big names that have done it, but the... But the uh, well, saying that, the one that... Was it Martin did, Jarvis or... Oh, it might. I just... <laughs> Martin Jarvis. Uh, who did uh, Jingo? I'll have to check now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go into my library and see who did. Oh, I've got Bob Mortimer's book. I forgot the book. Oh, yeah. I want. I want to get that actually. I've got it in um, audio book form though, so it doesn't. Yeah, because because that, that's what I'm wrestling with. It's like, oh, it'd be good to read it, but Bob's dulcet tones talking you through it sounds quite nice. Yeah, it seems like that should be the way that we do it. Hang on. How do I look at details of the book? This is one of the more interesting watch-alongs we've done. I feel like we're just having a nice <laughs> chat, mate. I quite like it. <laughs> I feel like and, just having... and this is during Bam Bam vs. Davey Boy, and I'm a big Bam Bam Bigelow fan. Oh, that was it. Jingo was done by Nigel Planer. Oh, very nice. Mm. 
Bam Bam Mr. Moonsault there. Hello, Vivian. <laughs> in from the young ones that time. What a great show. I've got, of course, it has our, you know, obligatory 1980s British comedy <laughs> reference. <laughs> I love the young ones. It's, it's aged so well. I mean, part of it haven't aged well, but it just, it still makes me laugh. It's still such a strange show that I can only imagine how it felt when it came out. Yeah, but at the time, it felt very fresh at the time. Yeah. It felt like a big, uh, a, a, it felt like a real a test of society. It, yeah. show, it showed society, the lens to society, a mirror to society. Yeah, definitely. A little bit. I just always liked the fact, I just always loved uh, Special Patrol Group, Vivian's psychotic right-wing hamster. <laughs> Do you know why they had songs in it? Yes. Um... They got the budget through the light entertainment rather than the comedy yeah. um, board, wasn't it? So they were just like, right, if we go to the, the comedy section of BBC, we won't get a bigger budget, we won't get as big a time slot. If we say we're uh, a variety entertainment show, then we'll get more money and more time. And yeah, I remember hearing that and thinking, clever, clever bastards. Yeah, yeah, so that's why they had musical bits and that's why they had Alexi Sale basically doing stand-up every week as well yeah, as, yeah. As, as a member of the Belosky family. Because <laughs> they went through the budget thing, the, the lighted statement budget. Bulldog wine with a power slam. <laughs> uh, what did Dave give it? <laughs> Have you been hurt <laughs> or slimed? I'm saying Dave gave that one and three quarters. Uh, three quarters of a star. Really? He's grumpy he this is. week, is Davy boy. Not that Davy boy. Um, match was okay, but Smith was clearly holding back since he had another match to work. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. What does that mean, Dave? What does that mean, Dave? <laughs> what do you mean? Is he doing a dark match? <sighs> Did you ever ring a hotline? Never. No. No. I voted for Big Brother 1, I think, uh, the first ever series of Big Brother in 2000. Um, but I never did any hotlines apart from that. I regularly voted for Va- Wagner to stay on X Factor. Never watched X Factor. No, no. You don't miss much. I, I know the fellow you mean, though. Looks a bit like Michael P.S.A. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but he was awful. And, and this was it was around this time that everybody was just done with the whole reality show idea. So instead yeah. of keeping the best singers in, people just going, <laughs> he's crap, let's keep voting them in. <laughs> and just, just to the utter dismay of people putting the show on, like really great singers are going in favour of like Jedwood and Wagner. Oh, <laughs> and as soon as they start getting good, they get voted off. <laughs> <laughs> we are arseholes and we're not allowed nice things. Yeah, definitely. We're just not, I just don't think we can be trusted anymore with a poll or asked our opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Since Brexit. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Boaty McBastard Boatface. I mean, I mean, Boaty, oh, talking of Boaty face. Ooh. Bobby McBobface. I love Bob Backlund. So still at this point, considering running for, for uh, president of the US. So this was after he saw the light at WrestleMania. I saw the light! <laughs> Did you see the light? <laughs> He's so out of place, but then that was the whole thing. He was always out of place. Like when in 1993, when he did Survivor Series and won the title. Mm. So in 94, when he won the title. Like it was so weird and it was so wrong. Yeah. But that was the point. It was only for a day. Yeah. Just to officially have him lose the title, <laughs> which he never apparently lost in 1984. Yeah, I think the only person he lost it to was Inoki. And then he was like, I'm having it back. And they were just like, let's, let's, let's not say that happened. <laughs> let's pretend it didn't happen. Great, Bob. God love Bob Backlund. What's that dictionary? 
brilliant. He looks a bit like the Miz. <laughs> I'm the Miz, and I am exceptional. <laughs> we talked on um, the classic SmackDown interview. He rocked up at an ECW show and just tried to book himself into a match. Oh. Backlund in ECW. That would have been great. So good. If he would have turned up at the right time when, like, Dean Malenko and Benoit and people were there. <sighs> that would have been great. Malenko versus Backlund. Oh, right. A match that I didn't Ooh! know I needed. Yeah. Shoot that into me, veins. Oh, stretch him. <laughs> Just stretching. Yeah. <laughs> Stu Hart gets his final erection. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting dust out of the end. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Helen, get here quick. Quick, Helen. There's another three kids in here. I was like, no. No more. <laughs> We've got 87, Stu. <laughs> and a live bear. <laughs> there's, a, there's a war in the wrestling world. Who gave birth to more kids, Helen Hart or Sejamoth Martina? <laughs> Ah, so this is a good connection that they're making here. Bob Backlund and Dean Douglas. Oh, okay. Makes sense. From the University of Knowledge, which is just down the road from... It's now, <laughs> I think it's now been branded as Andre Chase Uni. <laughs> so is this why Backlund, Backlund tried to turn up in ECW? He's like, ah, oh, Douglas, Douglas, yeah. you owe me a favour. My favor. friend Shane! <laughs> Let's have a fight! So, I think this is Dean's first match. His first actual... I think it's his first WWF match. Certainly... Oh, no, it's not. Clearly not. There he is there. Be beating Razor Ramon. It's his first pay-per-view match, anyway. His first, uh, maybe second last... Um, first or second match on pay-per-view. He doesn't... Uh, he doesn't do exceptional work at this point, but he's caused a rift between the friends. I ended up going on a bit of a Shane Douglas trip last year while doing some research, and I, I got some some notes off uh, our good friend Lewis because he was, you know, editing, making sure I didn't, you know, put too many swear words and libelous things. In. And he's like, "Yeah, I, I see you're a bit of a Shane Douglas fan because you're just putting Shane Douglas in everything <laughs> you're doing." Uh, I had to reply saying, "No, not not really. I've just been just been reading about him recently and just." He's underrated, but he's he's not as good as he thinks he is. <laughs> it's, it's that weird kind of Venn diagram. He's not quite the star that he thinks he might possibly become. Yeah. Uh, by the way, 48 minutes into this and seven seconds, eight seconds, nine seconds, ten seconds. And we've spoken about wrestling for ten seconds. I think we've... <laughs> <laughs> um, I asked on Twitter... Uh, if anybody has any questions uh, for Jackkins during this watch along, mm. um, and we'll do a few of these as we go through. We've had uh, a couple so far. Oh, God. Uh, some of them are questions. Some of them are just comments, like Mole and Zane, who say, do they refer to you as New Jack? They, they did when I started. Um, mm. So when we got on Slack, most people at home just call me Atkins anyway. And I thought with Jack King being there, I'm not going to come in and be like, oh, well, I'm called Jack now. <laughs> And then someone was like, oh, you can be New Jack. And I was like, fucking too right, I'll be New Jack. Right? Turn up, put on some Dr. Dre and start smashing stuff up. It's basically you're walking with a trolley most mornings, <laughs> just full of shit. And a scythe. <laughs> just like, I'm going to cut a bastard. Ooh. I liked the way New Jack wrestled, where he would just 
cut people to fuck. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Scott says, who is Bob and whose uncle is he? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> is he like God's uncle? <laughs> uncle Robert God? I guess he would be. Yeah. Because if something's good, then, you know, Bob's your uncle. So, I don't know. Ah, yeah, that would be me. Uncle Robert Bob's God. your uncle. What the fuck am I talking Bob's about? the uncle. I'm going to... Okay, origin of Bob's... Here we go. Google's already done it. Okay. All right. There is, there is, there is an official reason for Bob's your uncle. Go on. Okay. In 1887, British Prime Minister Robert Gascoigne Cecil appointed his nephew... Arthur James Balfour as Minister for Ireland. The phrase Bob's your uncle was coined when Arthur referred to Prime Minister as Uncle Bob. Apparently it's very similar <laughs> to become it's very simple to become a minister when Bob's your uncle. Oh, okay. So therefore it's you go it's a way of going simple, easy done, easily done. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. That's where it comes from. I like that a lot. I like that. Bob's I, your uncle. I often use the longer version of uh, Robert Robert's your father's brother. Nice! Yeah. Like that. Keep using that from now on. <laughs> uh, Georgina says, will, you co will your co-host be going to the gym, me and you, uh, to become Jacktkins? I have recently rejoined the gym after a year of being a lazy slob. Oh, meanwhile, I don't, I don't interrupt. I don't <laughs> make no correlation, but Mabel and Yokozuna are talking <laughs> to each other as we speak. They're going to kiss, I think. <laughs> and Jerry Lawler did say Battle of the Bulge. Uh, sorry, you did rejoin the gym this week. Yeah, uh, well, recently, yeah, but I'm, I'm in I'm in the process of just going on the bikes to actually regain some stamina and fitness, and then who knows? Because I've I've always eaten like a rugby player. I just don't train like a rugby player. <laughs> so if I did, I'd be like I'd be a. Like How is your there. metabolism? Mm. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that yeah? Because you know you say you eat like a rugby player. I'd assume that like does it does it burn off quick? Not really, no. no. Just, just a lot of eggs and milk and just hangs around meat and. But then I'll get home and I'll, I'll look at my friends like, oh, I've only done two thousand steps today. Might as well have a Twix, you know. <laughs> it's, just, it's one of those. So I could do another two thousand steps, or I'll just have a Twix. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Jump. What's your favorite exercise to do in the gym? What's your favorite? I like, I like the leg press. Mm. Yeah. Nice. I'd, I'd just like, basically sitting on my ass and just moving my legs a bit and achieving something. There you go. That's the dream. That is living the dream, to be fair. Yeah. Um, uh, Chaz Crowley says, who would win in a fight between Mantor and Bastion Booger? Mantor. Why Mantor? Because Bastion would just be like, ah, oh, do you know what? He's, he's probably a bit bloated after eating any old shite that he's found. <laughs> <laughs> and Mantor, you know, he's part man, part tour. So he just put on, he'd, he'd come in in the head, he just headbutt him in the stomach, mustard would fly out of him. He'd get a TKO, the rare WWE TKO. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, this isn't a question or a request from Golden Knight who says, please do more mulligan and O'Hare. <laughs> Never laughed so much listening to the clip from last week. <laughs> mulligan and o Who knew? That our target demo was fans of Reeves and Mortimer. <laughs> Hot dogs for sale. Where? Where? <laughs> Hot dogs. <laughs> Gonna give the people what they want. But where? But where? But where? Over there by the beef burgers. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not saying I didn't love you. I'm saying I'm happy that you're dead. But your doctor did advise you to keep a rifle by your bed. I'm not saying that I killed you, but I'm saying you're to blame. You gave me chocolate digestives when you knew I preferred them plain. That's why I, I like there's two versions of that song. And it's just, it's just, the, the lyrics are grim because these two are clearly mental. <laughs> Myros, there's the live, there's a live version where they strongly insist that, uh, from the song My Roz Has Left Me, um, that, that Mulligan killed her. Yeah. Sorry, O'Hare killed her because they, there's a bit where they go, uh, Rose left me for a carp, carpet salesman. <laughs> Hasn't been seen now for six weeks. <laughs> Our alibis are intact. I was at Mulligan's and I was at O'Hare's. <laughs> <laughs> Strongly insisted that he killed Rose. <laughs> it just, yeah. Uh, every pancake day I think of Mulligan and O'Hare. <laughs> pancake day. <laughs> New album from Mulligan and O'Hare. <laughs> the sequel to The Onion Ring. <laughs> the Onion Ring. <laughs> It's nice seeing my brother over the weekend because he's a big Reeves Mortimer fan as mm. well. So all we have to do is set each other off and just go, Pancake Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, uh, number one selling album, The Onion Ring. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know what my, you've got to Google it and just yeah. get, get on the train because this, this train ain't stopping. <laughs> but somebody obscures my view of you. <laughs> really? Who? Gerard Depardieu! <laughs> in our house, in, in our, our special drawer, we keep the special <laughs> items we adore. <laughs> like, like dewdrops, wasp plops, <laughs> baby handkerchiefs, and these little walking sticks. <laughs> they come out of a What you gonna do with a chimney? What you gonna, what you gonna do with a chimney? On a... I said this to you the other day, but I, oh. I'm, I'm doubling down on it. I'm off next oh. week, so I'm yeah. I... So some of those days I'm digging out, smelling me Reeves of Mortimer. Oh yes! I'm bang bang, and I'm just gonna sit there, and Sean's gonna walk in and be like, "What are you watching?" I'll be like, "Don't question it." I just I, they the BBC just gave us so much leeway. Because it's so weird. Yeah. Everything they do is so weird. But the the best part of Bang, I think it was Bang Bang Issues of Mortar was uh, was the club. Oh, <laughs> Kinky John with Kinky John. Kinky John. The audience. It was it was it was a thing based in like a, a dirty, like a seedy nightclub <laughs> where they'd have like strippers on, like Sexy Wendy, <laughs> and it was all compared by a guy called Kinky John Fowler. <laughs> the audience are like. Ginger in my hands. Putty. <laughs> and then the one week, the, the last one they did was Kinky John. Like, we think he went mental and <laughs> shot everyone because they hired Les Dennis to host. <laughs> 
Oh, Les love... Dennis, who the hell is he? <laughs> I do love Kinky John Fowler, but my favourite was uh, Tom Fun. Oh, <laughs> is it Gyro Day? No, Tom, it's not Gyro Day. We're going to go for a fun day down the sewers. <laughs> oh, look, there's a fun balloon from a party. <laughs> I like it when they go to the uh, when they go to the arcade. He goes, "I've got myself a cheeky chick, <laughs> a present from the cheeky chick." Three hundred and sixty degrees, which is a really fun amount of degrees. <laughs> it's it's the fact that <laughs> that Vic Reeves is dressed like some kind of seventies Osmonds fan. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's just in a mac and balding. <laughs> I want a tomato, Tom. Because <laughs> Tom Fun, right, the, in the Vic and Bob lore, right, Tom Fun was referenced in The Smell of Reeves and Mortimer. Because mm. Tom Fun uh, was was one of the people that was the first from the family that got milk from a real cow for the first time. Tom Fun and Mr. Grapefruit, Grapefruit drink. drink. Yes, the best name of all time. Oh, no, sorry. No, they, or did they get milk from a horse? Oh, and it comes out as like a solid yeah, block that was of milk. It. They yeah. may have been the first people to get milk from a horse. Yeah. And it was Tom Fun and Mr. Grapefruit Drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do this thing to wind up Sean. She, she'll just be sat there and I'll just suggest a new name. I'll be like, Sean. She'll be like, yes. I'll be like, from now on, can you refer to me only? As Raymond Wheelbarrows. <laughs> and she's like, she's just like, just, just fuck off. I've had a long day at work. <laughs> you have a similar relationship with your good lady <laughs> that I have with mine. Where she's just like, I ain't, I ain't ready for your bullshit today. <laughs> but so, sometimes she, she came up with a cracker. Um, not a literally cracker. She didn't just be like, oh, here's, here's, here's a, a Jacob's face. Here's a Jacob's cream. Um, she asked me to help her with something. I said, oh, I can't. I've got my, my hands are full of snacks. And she went, that's my new name, that hands full of snacks. I was like, bastard. I was like, that's a winner. <laughs> I'm hands full of snacks. It's when she, yeah, your, your lady sounds like mine. Just just um, overall loving, but when tired, just withering. Oh, definitely. And, and just no time for the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> just zero. Zero time for the bullshit. It, it was terrible for her during lockdown because she was going. Oh. She she works in the NHS, so she'd be going out for thirteen hour shifts in a hospital and hoping she didn't get COVID. Well, I was sat at home on my own eating chocolate buttons and watching the Royal Rumble, and she'd come through the door and be like, "Sean, Sean, oh, I've learned something about caterpillars." And she'd be like, "She'd be like, fuck, Jack. She'd be like, "Give me a minute. Let me let me sit down. Let me just decompress." <laughs> I'd be like, oh, well, t- tell me when you're ready, because, oh, it's amazing, oh. especially when, oh, the ones that turn to monarch butterflies. I, uh, oh, I see, I had to learn to, to, to pair that back, because <laughs> I was a bit like that, like a, like a, like a coiled spring yeah. on my, when we were working from home, and like Alex would go out to work, she'd be, she'd be producing at the BBC, and then she'd come home, like, just like, just having <laughs> to deal with a lot of shit all day from people calling, and just, and then there's just me going, hello, <laughs> how was your day? Just, just leave me alone. Okay, I'll come back in ten minutes. <laughs> just let her decompress. I got to a, we got to a point during lockdown where if I knew she was coming home, I'm quite good like this. Uh, I'd have a, I'd have a gin and tonic poured, mm. and and all she'd see as she walked through the corridor is just my hand <laughs> like holding the glass, and she'd just go, "Yeah, thanks. For me. Yeah, this, is, this is why this works." Yeah, <laughs> and just like go sit down. <laughs> that normally helps. Well, that's that's just put what alcohol in. 
that puts you in good stead because my, my dad's approaching retirement age and for the last couple of years he's had a taxi because he was bored of his you know his actual grind and been sensible of his money that he went Do you know what I'm just going to drive a hackney cab as I approach retirement nice but before he was the cabbie he, he was in I'll just say in finance because it's easier right. explaining it but he'd, he'd ring my mum on the way home and she'd get him yeah she'd just get him like a, a Jameson's and Coke ready nice and I like that the fact he'd come home and be like oh thank you and just that's it yeah it's a good way to go that's that's and that, I think I think some days you just need somebody just waiting behind the door with an, with alcohol. Mm. Some days are gone like that. Or, I feel like that was part of my role. I, I, you know, for me, I, I, I take a milkshake in the dime bar. I'm nice, because I'm five years old. Because of course you are, you are, you do not do the drink. No, I am, I am properly straight edge. I'm one of those. Can you boys. have wafer thin ham? <laughs> I actually have wafer thin thin ham on my uh, sandwiches today. Ooh, someone's doing all right. And a bit of American mustard. American? Oh, <laughs> look at you. What's wrong with British mustard, mate? It's too hot. It's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> it, what's that? It, what's that? It, 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 it reacts. Your taste buds react to it. Yeah, I just sit there crying for half an hour after I've eaten it. My dad's not a fan of anything that makes the taste buds react in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> ham and cheese. Ham and cheese. Mm. That sounds like my mum. Ham and cheese. My, my dad's a, my dad's a big mustard guy. Like I went around once. He's like, oh, I got some. It's a big jar of mustard. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, son. <laughs> dad, John, do Jack's dad. <laughs> Hello, son. Dad, why are you like this? Papa Coleman, no. Papa... <laughs> <laughs> Back to Norwich with you, you Papa, foul beast. <laughs> Papa Coleman. <laughs> Papa Coleman, not to come. Oh God. <laughs> Bob Backlund rubbing the head of Tim White. Just wanted to mention wrestling for a brief <laughs> moment because I feel like we, we somewhat have we, to. We've, we, yeah, we, we've gone off piece more than usual. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm very much enjoying the fact that we're not. Um, not, not directly to us, but um, well, well, actually, I might come back to that one in a bit. One, two, um, three, kid just counted the pinfall for oh! Razor. What, what are you doing, you kid? You're not an official. You're not a ref. And Razor's like, what are you doing? And Sean Maltman's getting pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> Jesus! He took a spill then. Just hoys him off the ring. That was Razor's fault, to be fair. Yeah. I don't know why kid came in and counted, but that was uh, that could have been easily avoided had Razor kept his cool. Kept his daddy cool. <laughs> but alas, he didn't. Not a bad match. Uh, what did Dave give it? Two stars. Two and a quarter. Mm. Um, he says, uh, yeah, Backlund came out. This may be the only night we have Backlund and Dean Douglas, apparently. This isn't a permanent thing. Which is a shame, because it works. Yeah, I like it as a thing. Dean's up, but then I think, you know, you, you give someone a Bob Backlund if they're not a good talker. But I think Dean, when he's not like... Telling Ricky Steamboat to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Cut the fucking music. Now, that, that Douglas in this WWF would have been phenomenal. Cut yeah. the fucking music. Especially when they were doing the hookster and the Nacho Man. If you've got them saying, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, suck my dick. Brilliant. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> if only Vince had just let him go. <laughs> How different the wrestling world would have been. Yeah. It would have been something special. Well, uh, th there's some who 
claim that the game Triple H was just a rip-off of the franchise that Dean, uh, Shane Douglas oh. with the backwards leather cap. The, like, he, he, he took the look from him anyway, if, if not the attitude. Never thought of it like that. A diabolical plot, apparently. Oh. <laughs> Razor just slapped the absolute taste out of one, two, three kids' mouth. This is the, already the best match of the night. Jerry Briscoe getting palmed off. Jerry Briscoe would kill everyone in that ring without breaking a sweat. He's, he's easing up on him. He's easing up on him. Look at, the, look, at the leg, look at the legends in the ring right now. Chad Patton, Tony Gurria, Gerald Briscoe, Timmy White, Earl Hebner, Dave Hebner. Is it Earl or Dave? I think I, I think that's Dave Hebner, Dave. actually. Dave's in the one in the suit. Tony Chimmel. Not Tony Chimmel. Um, Mike Kyoda. Mike Kyoda. Mike Kyoda. So we're building up to a match between these two, which, which you think just have them have a match and it's fine. Don't need to add any extra spice, yeah. but they do because <laughs> that's what this company does. Terrible. And we'll we'll get to but we'll get to that another time. Oh, we're building to a trip to Canada, funded by Jack Tunney. Way Goldust coming. Is this in your house? Yes. Amazing. And you can win a peg. <laughs> win a peg, Dave. <laughs> Why are you doing, though? Sean's looking awful. <laughs> well, Dodinsky's gone, isn't he? Yeah, this is it. Okay, so and and I didn't. I should have looked this up properly before uh, the last Raw review we did. Uh, R.I.P. Dodinsky. Mm -hmm. He's not dead, uh, but he's done. Yeah, they wrapped up with Dodinsky. The, the the dud just didn't cut it. He was a bit of a square peg round hole. Was the yeah. was the dud Dodinsky? Just didn't really, just didn't really fly with what WWE was all about. Like no. He'd done shopping channel stuff before. That was his history. He'll go back to doing shopping channel stuff. Um, but he's now done with uh, with Dub Dub F. He was just a bit of a geek. It's that Shawn Michaels jacket in the background because that's incredible. I think it is, you know. Talking to which? There he is. is. I always loved his like teal blue gear. I always thought it looked yeah. really cool. Yeah. Diesel just looks like he's having such a better time when he's around <laughs> Shawn Michaels. He just like every other time he just looks very miserable. But like he looks like full of fun and vigor at this point. This will be technically a somewhat of a hometown crowd for Nash. Yes, yes, it will be. Not quite Detroit, but still Michigan. Close enough. Yeah. It's the state in it. It's the home state. Is that, is that what it is was? That, is that what the they do? The Motor City Michigan. Mo what, does, what does that mean? I think, like, if... I don't know. Is it something like, if, if the hand is a map of Michigan, then that's Detroit? Or oh. Something like that. The more you know. Jean-Pierre Lafitte, everyone's favorite pirate, really tried to... To fuck over the company in Canada. <laughs> what a deep joy that was to read all about that. <laughs> so this is Lafitte versus Brett now. Our next match of the night. Right, let me adjust my trousers ready for a Brett Hart match. Oh, you are a, you are a Brett boy. Look at him. Hey. <laughs> this, is where, this is where we see a little bit of the, of the Jackkins Todger. 
<laughs> what a treat. <laughs> Two inch thunder, we call it round. <laughs> If that's what Sean calls it, then we've all got problems. <laughs> Make sure my fly was off thanks for what I'm in fucking a lot of trouble. <laughs> it's oh, it, fine. Here's a Brett promo. I thought he'd have been Captain There you go. There's something about Brett promos. I just I struggle to, yeah, struggle to to, to chow down on. There's just it just seems very, <laughs> darling, I'm home. Ah, <laughs> oh, I like him using the in your house door. Ah, oh, the best Brett gear as well. Nobody's used the in your house door tonight, have they? Until Brett? No. I mean, Gargano perfected it when it showed like they had a little video package in your house of him walking through the house. Yeah. Like adjusting the Doc Hendricks photo on the wall before <laughs> stepping through the door. Like that was the true use of the In Your House house, but that was nice. This is ultimate Brett gear then, is it? This is... For, for me personally, this is, this is the Bret Hart look I like. It's, predominant, it's the predominantly black, what, bodysuit with just the accents of pink. A hint of pink. Mm. Uh, as this match about to get underway, one hour, ten minutes, and 33, 34, a 35, a 36. So Brett at this point. Um, oh, hello. No! Jesus! Oh. <laughs> Jesus, Brett! He went for the suicide dive, kind of clipped Jean-Pierre Lafitte's head, and just basically <laughs> did a tope onto the floor. Jesus, he broke his own brain. Wait, Brett, chill out. Just wrestle, mate. It's real, Brett. It's real to you, mate. Everything's real. This pirate really stole my shirt. I'm, just, oh, I'm so angry. I'm so angry. All Bim- the kids are reaching for him now, like the souls of the dam. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to pull him into the river sticks. Brett is one of those guys that, that just sort of blurs the line a little bit about how seriously it is. And been watching, um, been watching Heels, been caught up on Heels, mm. and Alex has been watching it with me. And it's, you know what, it's bloody good. It's so good. It's, it's all about the wrestling, but it doesn't insult the intelligence. And it, and it teaches people who don't know about the wrestling in a way that isn't like, this is called a slam, la, la, la. <laughs> it's done in a really subtle way, and it's beautifully put together. So then the whole thing is, like, there's, there's bits behind the scenes where you've got a wrestler complaining because they want to be the champion, and they want to hold the belt. And, uh, and Alex is watching it going, it doesn't matter, though, because it's not real and all this stuff. Why are they getting stressed about it? And... She said to me, does that happen? I was like, uh-huh. oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, um, years ago, I was at a show, and I remember watching the guy. I won't say who, because like, it was a lovely show, and there were lovely wrestlers. And I think since then, he's gone, yeah, that was a weird way for me to act. Um, it was at a show where there was going to be a title change, and the guy who was going to win the belt had to leave early. I think he was working early the next day, because that's real <laughs> life. So they said, I'll tell you what, we'll do the photos with you with the belt before the match we'll just do it before the match it's done and I remember him saying like oh I'm just, just watching him get those photos done might as well not have the match now I was it like, no, no you have to have the match because <laughs> that hasn't happened yeah yeah but you see with the belt just, just put me in a bad oh come on yeah. he's got he's, he's working at six <laughs> he wants to get it done now don't fret on it 
But it's but there but there is that mentality yeah. about and 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 I'm not diminishing like the significance of becoming a champion. But then it's always you'd like to think that in your you know you'd, you'd always be able to go with whatever's best for yeah the show, whatever's best for the story, and it doesn't. Brett was always somebody to me that gave off that vibe. Yeah, of that, like I think that's why I always liked him. Yeah, you knew when he had still the real to him. Damn it! Well, exactly. He was just like, right, I am the champion. This Ooh. company is my responsibility. I'm going to go out there and you know put on the best match that I can with w- whichever knobhead I'm wrestling tonight. Really, mm. I think that's why I always liked Brett because it was just like, yeah, he gets in the ring, he gets stuck in, he gets it done. Don't give him a mic. Just, just let him, just let him stretch someone. Yeah. Have, then, you, ever, have oh. you ever done stuff behind the scenes at wrestling shows? Nope, never. Nope. Is it ever? Is it something you ever wanted to do? Is it ever something you want to? I think be intrigued I'd, I'd, by. I think I'd get too stressed out. I'd like to observe it. I'd like to kind Ooh. of be a fly on the wall, not get in anyone's way. You know, you hear all the stories of, oh, well, if you don't shake everyone's hand, then someone's gonna. Oh, COVID's put stuff. pay to that. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's less handshakes in, there in the wrestling now. <laughs> <laughs> COVID sorted that out. Yeah. I think no one's as precious about handshakes anymore. But no, it's it's something I'd like to observe, but actually getting stuck in, I'd probably end up just sitting in the corner, just quietly just going, oh, God, what have I got myself into? <laughs> I um, shook Keith Lee's hand at a wrestling show. And that was one of my first wrestling shows I was there to work at live yeah. as a commentator. And it was a show with Keith Lee on. And I knew of Keith Lee at that point. And I was like, and it's that little tense moment when you're watching him sort of shake hands and you can see he's walking towards where you are. Yeah. And it's like, like and I remember distinctly like wiping my palm down thinking, he's going to shake my hand in a minute. And I'm just like, I'm just sweaty. And it was just, there's no, there's no kick to the story. It was just, he said, how you doing, brother? I was like, okay, nice to see you. Good firm handshake? Decent handshake. Yeah. And then they did that. And then just before he left, he went, thank you very much. Shut my hand again. I was like, good handshake. He, see, he seems like a nice fella. Oh, yeah, I love him. Yeah. I love him. I'm just happy to see. Like, I know it's it, it's always, you know, there's been a lot of question marks over what he's doing, how he's doing it, but just happy to see him earning a decent bit of cheddar. Yeah. Turning up on, and I think that's what you lose sight of is so many with all this going on. Like it's it's a good time to be a wrestler because if you want to just if you're getting into the mix of it, there's so many options. Yeah. But also, you know, you got like your 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 vipers of the world and Keith Lee, and they're just they're earning a good crust at the moment. Yeah. Like go for it, go make the money. Yeah. Someone said, "Would you ever work for WWE if they called you?" I was like, "Yes." Yeah. Yes, I would. I would do whatever they needed me to do. I'd earn a decent <laughs> wage and go and do it. Yeah. I'd have a lovely time. They no. wouldn't want me forever, but no. I'll do it while they've got me. <laughs> I'll earn a wage. And then afterwards, you've got that on your CV. That's you forever. You've always done it. You could be the guest on podcasts and interviews where people are just like, yeah. what was it like working under Vince McMahon? I could, and I'll just tell all the lies. Yeah. It was bloody crap. No. <laughs> Exactly. I would, I'd be fine with it. Mm. I remember somebody saying years ago, like, would you ever, these shitty little conversations you have when you're trying to, to crack into like radio, like, would you ever sell out? That's what you mean. Like if a company came to you and said like, we want to pay you to talk about this. And they're like, I wouldn't do it. I just always, I always just want my, to have my integrity. And I said, I'd absolutely sell out. <laughs> I wouldn't blink. If they said, here's, here's a million pounds. Everyone's got a price. Yeah. Here's a million pounds. Here's, uh, tell us why Pepsi Max is going to enhance your life. I said, of course I will. Yeah. 
would not blink. No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a horrific sellout. <laughs> not even, not even in the least bit sorry. Like that scene in Wayne's World. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's your choice, yes. It's the choice, choice of a new, new generation. generation. <laughs> Wouldn't blink. Yeah. You'd be the same, I imagine. Or would you? I don't know, you come across as a bit more integ- with a bit more integrity than I do. It depends, because before Cultaholic, I was freelance for so many years, which was feast or famine. Yeah. But I enjoyed being my own boss. I enjoyed the freedom I had. I enjoyed that. And obviously here, it's a really laid back community. So it it still feels, not that I'm freelance, but it it doesn't feel like as strict as other jobs I've had in, Mm. you know, working in content creation or anything like that. And obviously, you get you get the things on LinkedIn where people just DM you things saying, "Hey, we're recruiting for this," and it's like, "We'll triple your wage." And it's like, "Yeah, but it sounds a bit soulless." Yeah. But if someone came and was like, "Here's a million quid. Can you tell me why the Third Reich was good?" I'd be like, "Oh, do you know what? Do it for half that. <laughs> do it for free. Do it for no. free." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, everyone's got a price, and until you're actually faced with that question, I think mm. you learn a lot about yourself. I think what we've learned about you in this bit, Jackins, is you use LinkedIn? <laughs> I have LinkedIn. Someone has to, I guess. Oh, I hate it. It's, I just, I basically log on it. It was mainly for when I was more freelance, but even then I hated it. But now I just like l- click on it and someone's like, oh, hey, have you ever thought about buying this product? And I feel like just messaging saying, just, just, just fuck off. <laughs> just fuck off. <laughs> I've got like the least professional LinkedIn page of all time. <laughs> I update mine just just out of just courtesy for LinkedIn for Keith LinkedIn I guess yeah um, and then you then but then you just get these messages from people saying hey congratulations on your work anniversary I'm like you haven't said that <laughs> a robot has said that yeah it doesn't count you're just and and that's a worry for LinkedIn when they're having to automatically engage conversations yeah. to encourage people to use it. It is rough. Oh, man. I, they've started advertising on telly again, LinkedIn. I saw an advert on te- actual television for LinkedIn. Really? I'm like, oh, man, come on. Let's, no. the, 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 if you use LinkedIn, uh, at Brad Atkins, at Tom Campbell, let us know <laughs> why. <laughs> why you use it. Just fascinated to know. It's just like being a the worst party you can imagine. It's just boring. Yeah. I'm even going off the ball with Facebook. I'm not really using Facebook. I, I haven't used Facebook for years. I've still got an account because I use Messenger for my Destiny 2 raid group. Oh, big shout <laughs> to you. <laughs> Who's in the group? It's basically a load of old miserable scouts. <laughs> it's the best group already. It's me. It's my mate, Timo, who recently decided he was going to try and eat 100 McDonald's chicken nuggets in, I think, 40 <laughs> minutes. I'd like, tell me more about Timo. Do the group, then tell me more about Timo. So it's me. It's <laughs> Timo. It's it's my mate Mark who gets really stoned, but instead of becoming one of those stoners who goes sleepy, he becomes wired and just loves learning about like astrophysics and <laughs> is learning Korean and stuff like that. Nice. There's uh, my friend Steve who used to be known as Spud, but he doesn't like that name. <laughs> Why has he gone off Spud? I don't know. I, th- I think he's all right. Like for some, he'd of rather his... be known as Potato now. Pretty much, he's, he's matured into chips. Ah, no, he, j- he just one day he's like, do you know what? He's like, Un- unless you're my close group of friends, you call me Stay. I'm, I'm, I'm still, you bastard. I'm still on Spud terms with him, but I, I call him Stay. <laughs> Who else is in the group? Uh, 
Maka, who lives, he's he's a Scouser who lives in Minnesota. Oh wow! So we're just like, oh, is it Maka? He's like, oh, it's fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's sad, cold. What took him to Minnesota? Uh, a, a, a lady. Oh, a lady. yeah, he got beguiled and yeah. It's, it's not that he's just a huge Prince fan. And he was like, Do you know what? I'm moving out there where it gets the minus 30 in the winter because I'm a big fan of the revolution. Uh, and then there's my mate Tom, who used to work in Curry's in Liverpool with Owen Mawson. No way. Yeah. It was a tangled web we weave. Yeah. Um, and we just basically say, anyone playing tonight? Yeah. Okay. And that's about it. And that's all the group is, yeah. just like touching base. So Timo is... I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by Timo. I'm intrigued by Timo. <laughs> he's a ridiculous human being. I've Excellent. known him for years. Um, he's he's just, he loves burgers. That's his thing. He loves burgers. He's he's like me. You know, he, he eats like like he's training. But it, his goes to his shoulders. He's, he's like a broad man. If he actually like gave it 100% in the gym, he'd be like Brock Lesnar. But recently, he, I, I don't know how it got into him, but he's just like, I reckon I could eat 100 chicken nuggets, yeah. No problem. I can't remember the time frame. I think it was like half an hour or something. He's like, yeah, I could do that. No problem. He's like, oh, it's piss easy, though. <laughs> so they decided they were going to do it on Instagram Live. And I got really pissed off because they forgot to tell me. They told everyone. They told me it was happening. They told oh. me the date, but they forgot to tell me the time because they were so excited about Scumbag. it. So I went onto Instagram and saw it was live. And just got in the comments, just basically saying, you can all kiss me ass. <laughs> was like, you told everyone. My mate was watching from Australia, so they told. They was like, you haven't told me. Oh. Um, but he, I think he got to about 35 nuggets, and they texted me saying, he failed anyway, so he can fuck off. I'm like, yeah, you can't. <laughs> but uh, I love him, really, and he's just adopted a cat and called it Kenny after Kenny Omega. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Not Kenny Dalgleish, which is what we said to him. was like, not Dalgleish. He was like, oh, I just really like, really like the elite. Oh, so he's a wrestling fan then, is Timo? Like, like a recent wrestling fan. He's, oh, nice. He's, how old is he? He's, is, he's, is this AEW been... bringing people back round again? It really is, yeah. Nice. Because I think he, wa he, he watched as a kid, but his, his girlfriend's like into wrestling, and he just mm. ended up watching AEW, but he's like obsessed. He watches Dark. He watches Dark Elevation, and he just absolutely loves it. So I talk to him about wrestling now. That's cool. And sometimes it's, it's quite cute. He'd be like, oh, have you heard this? And it's like... I'd be like, yeah, you, you, you kind of forget what my job is. It's like the, <laughs> <laughs> the report you read, I probably wrote. It's like, <laughs> but no, he's re he's really into it, and it it is it's bringing people back into wrestling. That's so cool to see. Like the weekend of uh, All Out. No, sorry, it was before CM Punk came back. Some of my mates that like were messaging me who dabble in wrestling, and he was just like, "Do you think he's gonna come back?" And I was like. <laughs> Mm. I hope so. So it's yeah, it's it's exciting that. Do I they tap you up thinking you might have the inside track now? Yeah, and I'll give my opinion, and then I have to say, by the way, this is just my opinion. <laughs> this is nothing I've heard. So, my, yeah. I was um, I was telling my brother over the weekend about the possibility of uh, SummerSlam at the Principality in Wales, mm. and um, and I think I think he's coming with me. I think he's decided yeah. he's coming with me. So you should bring Timo with you as well. Oh, we yeah, definitely. I mean. For, for all our listeners at home, I don't watch current WWE. Um, cause what is your job, mate? I, I, I it's your job, mate. I cover more AEW. Mate, can't believe why you're watching it. What's the point, mate? What? I do your job better. <laughs> when when I joined the do news your job, team, mate. I basically said to Mitch and Aiden, I was like, right, 
Here's how it's going. I'm watching AEW <laughs> and I'm watching Impact and that's about it. <laughs> um, but when I heard SummerSlam, I was like, I'm going to that. Yeah. If that happens, I'm going to SummerSlam. I am putting this out into the world. I What's the word? I'm, um, manifesting. Manifesting. If SummerSlam is in Cardiff, I think we should go to Cardiff and we should do this podcast live in a in a back pub in Cardiff. I would be game for that. Damn right. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm up for that. I'm up for doing stuff like that. I want to do this. I want to do this show live in the next 12 months. Yeah. In front of a live, somewhat confused audience <laughs> as we sing Mulligan and O'Hare. <laughs> it's just about to say, get everyone to print out the words that my rose has left. <gasps> oh, God, yes! We do a big sing along at the end. <laughs> You've all got your sheets. <laughs> my rose has left me. Oh, it's brilliant. That's the big finish. Yeah. Brilliant. That's what we're doing. She went to Kenya <laughs> with a bloke from Malai Carpets. She <laughs> couldn't have children. <laughs> that didn't stop us from trying. <laughs> She's increasingly <laughs> slapdash since we bought that new half drug. <laughs> So we do. Oh, oh, the best part of that song is the. Oh, Rose, how we miss you. <laughs> but where are you now? Alone with your salesman. <laughs> you adulterous cow! <laughs> <laughs> we do the show live mm. and we finish on My Roses Left Me. Big so performance. If, if anyone knows Charlie Chuck. Get Uncle Peter to turn <gasps> off. back donkey. Etchimbawa. Etchimbawa. Bowler on his pot. My band. <laughs> In there. <laughs> I loved Uncle Peter. He's my favourite thing. He's on Twitter, isn't he, Charlie Chuck? Is he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's on Twitter. I think I might have tweeted him before. Charlie Chuck. I'm pretty sure Uncle Peter was a, a, a very important character. in the. Yeah, Charlie Chuck. Uh, yes, because he's on Charlie, Charlie Chuck on Twitter, at Kirky Swine. <laughs> um, it's Kirky Pig. Cult TV comedy <laughs> actor known for Wolf Bark Donkey. <laughs> Being Uncle Peter and Kirky Pig. <laughs> what time is it? What day is it? Where am I? I like tea and cream buns. Oh, Brett's one by the sharpshooter, by the way. <laughs> he put a video out. Uh, he put a video out in August... He's still got it. <laughs> He's still got it. <laughs> you still got it. But Mark Donkey. Yeah. Oh, he's only just got back onto Twitter after a bit of an absence. He's put, have you missed me? What? <laughs> <laughs> the 90s alternative comedy scene was bizarre, wasn't I it? I want a donut, a cream bun, and a slice of that cake over there. Over there. He said, you can have a donut. <laughs> Can have a cream bun. No, you can have a donut. You can have a slice of that cake over there. <laughs> but you can't have a cream bun. <laughs> he said, I want a donut! A cream bun! And a slice of that cake! Over there! Over there. <laughs> Why are you shouting at me? <laughs> we're getting him in. We're getting we'll get him to Cardiff. No expense spared. Mm. Uh, he'll he'll do this, he'll do the final the, the big finale with us. 
with a back room in Cardiff. Right, <laughs> update on the main event. Because there is a wrestling show happening whilst we've been talking about this. <laughs> no, we talked about Uncle Peter. Uncle Peter. <laughs> Jim Jimbo. So this is Bulldog doing double duty tonight. Red and gold. He looks a bit like Cody Rhodes there. Cody Rhodes, seeking the D. Fighting Owen Hart for him. <laughs> the World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions are the British Bulldog and Yokozuna. Is that correct? Yeah, so Bulldog is a tag team champion for one night only. So where does this sit in your list? This doesn't count because it, it's classed as part of Yoko and Owen's reign. Right, okay. Yoko yeah. Ono's reign. <laughs> Yoko Ono, yeah. I can't remember where Yoko and Owen were. I, the team that we'll see later in the in the timeline of Raw of Bulldog and Owen I think crept into the top 20. Good. They were great. Maybe just a bit above there. Um, just because they held all the gold. Mm. European title, Intercontinental title, tag titles, three Slammy Awards. Three Slammies. <laughs> all the important stuff. What is our women's champion doing? Well, she's wearing a t-shirt. Sleeves rolled like Jack the Jobber. Yeah, there's a big Jack the Jobber thing going on there. I'm just going to say this, right? That's a shit t-shirt. Probably go for an absolute bomb now, though. Oh, Christ, yeah. Could you imagine, right, if you had Charlotte Flair, what you're there to do? Or just can you just model the WWE t-shirt line? Yeah. To be fair, this is better than advertising the WCW Nitro Cologne. I mean, there is that. I don't know whether anybody owned the Nitro Cologne. If you did, tell us what it smelled like. <laughs> a lot of feedback on Vince's mic. You might want to get that sorted. Well, cheers, Alundra. I'm sorry that we haven't got room for you to wrestle, but can you just model the T-shirt? See you on Nitro. See you on Nitro. So not long. Absolutely not long to go. <laughs> it's blank. You can record whatever shit you want on it. Big money, big <laughs> prizes. I love it. <laughs> it's a cassette tape of the lesser known series between the young ones and bottom, filthy rich and cat flap. Oh, God. Wasn't that bad? Yeah, I've, I've dabbled with it. It's all right. Wasn't as bad as people think it was. I need to rewatch it. It's been a very long time. It's not great. It's very much, it's, it's very sort of middle ground. Yeah. Um,. They're all very good in it. You can see where like they got the idea for bottom. Yeah, you can see some of the uh, the embryonic phase of it. Um, Brett and Jean Pierre Lafitte. Uh, what stars did Davy Boy give it? That see, I did see this one while doing some research, but it's gone out of my head. But it's it's unusually high. It is unusually high. Do you want to tell us what it is? Four stars. Four stars. Yeah. Uh, for all the negatives thrown at Hart, or actually that Hart's mouth throws at himself. When it comes to major shows, he's a fantastic worker, both athletically and psychologically. Mm. Lafitte is a very good worker, but lacks style charisma, which has hurt him in being taken by fans as a credible opponent. Yeah. I mean, like, he's... Yeah, he's, there's certainly, like, a, a... He would sort of find his niche as PCO, yeah. and he would uh, work some magic as PCO. But, yeah, at this point, not quite the full ticket. Yeah. Not quite the full package. You could definitely tell that they had no idea what to do with Bret Hart at this time. Yeah, he was uh, just sort of a fl he was just sort of floating around the scene. He was there on the periphery. I think if they needed to 
swap the belt, which they may or may not be doing mm. soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, the main event starting one hour, 32 minutes and 33, 54, <laughs> 55, uh, 56. One hour, 32 and 58, 59, one hour, 33, one, two. There we go. I got the time wrong there. Lovely. Would have panicked everybody watching on Peacock where they chuck in random ads sometimes. <laughs> Maybe our future peacock. Really? It terrifies me. It, it, it seems a cramped space already over here. Mm, it would just, it would, I just, the idea of, of the WWE Network looking like, 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 hey you on Amazon Prime. Oh God. <laughs> don't like it. I don't like it. Makes me sad. Because that's kind of what I envision it being. You'd have to sort of search it alongside. I mean, I've not tried peacocks. So I'm sure people who have, will tell me otherwise. I've, I've heard it's very tasty. It tastes like chicken. <laughs> it tastes like chicken. I hope over here when they bring it out, they call it pigeon. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That. Make, make, the, make the logo grey. Yeah. Call it pigeon. It's more in keeping with our uh, our standards in the UK. <laughs> Have you ever watched anything on BritBox? No. Me neither. No. don't know what they were hoping for, though. <laughs> I just can't believe that to use the wrestling vernacular that they think that spitting image is still a draw. Yeah. Is this like the third or fourth time they tried rebooting it? A show that finished 30 years ago? I think... I Times think have changed. Life is such a caricature of itself anyway. I don't think you need somebody to go, isn't Boris Johnson stupid? Like, yeah, we, we know. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's not shocking. It's like I'm a huge fan of the day-to-day in Brass Eye, but you wouldn't be able to do it nowadays because... The real news is more bizarre than the machinations of Chris Morris. Life is too, uh, life's too weird now. Far too weird to do anything like that. It's more like a deleted sketch from Jam. More than <laughs> On the regular, I see news stories. And I just think I can't believe that's uh, that's actually happened. Mm. So, do you know they're doing uh, talking to streaming platforms and stuff? I read over the weekend that there's a fresh Prince series coming out on Peacock yeah and I mentioned this to Alex and she went brilliant have Will Smith in the Uncle Phil role yeah and then he can have uh, a a nephew that comes out of nowhere with wacky circumstances that's a great idea yeah no it's just a full on reboot as a drama series which and Viv is it is it all new actors and actresses oh really it's it's not no 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 true names in it it's all like a Reboot to introduce new talent to the scene, but it's Fresh Prince, but a drama series. It's not. It's not Jaden Smith, is it? No, not no Smiths involved. No, no, it's weird. I would have just. I just don't know why you just didn't go with the Will Smith option. Yeah, <laughs> it just seems well. This is obvious. What, this is what I don't understand about reboots. It was like when they rebooted Ghostbusters the other year. Yeah, it's the target audience for the originals are the target. Uh, like the tail end of the target audience for the new one, it's not been enough time. Mm. So when they made the, the the reboot of Ghostbusters, it was like we were in our late twenties, early thirties, and we we're just like, well, we we grew up with Ghostbusters. Like, wait another 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. and then give it to the new kids. That's it's it's very strange. It's 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 almost like they're just like, oh, we really want to do it, but oh, might as well do it now. And it's like if you wait ten years, it'd be more acceptable. People get itchy feet, aren't they, to, yeah. to, to, to reboot stuff. What's been your favourite reboot? Do you I, have a favourite? I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head. 
things that they when they brought them back and they've been somehow improved no, from the first. Um, no, I can't think of any. I'm going to be quite controversial here. Oh, uh, I think. Um, is it a reboot though? Is it or is it like a, the before? Because I was going to say Cruella. I quite like that recently. It's not the best of all time, but I definitely like that. I've not seen it, but I've heard them making a sequel to it already, and surely the sequel to it is just 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, yeah. So, no, um, I didn't mind. It's it's not really a reboot, but I didn't mind the Han Solo movie with um, the Lone Ranger as Han Solo from a couple of years back. Yeah, that's a good shout. It was all right. That's it, a good it, shout. It didn't deserve the kicking it got. Beauty and the Beast was good. The only thing with there was only two things with Beauty and the Beast is Emma Watson is great, but she's an English rose. She's not a French belle. Yeah. And two, I was just sitting there thinking, oh, look at them all happy at the end. It's a shame that their their grandchildren are going to get beheaded in the French Revolution. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's very true, actually. Mm. It's very very true. What's been your best? Um, not away from reboot. What's the best song reboot? Like a song, that, a cover. In the, basically, is what I'm saying. Is a song reboot, a cover. My, my, my personal favorite cover of best all time cover. is Earth, Wind, and Fire's version of The Beatles' "Got to Get You Into My Life." Nice. Because they just took it and you went, do you know what? We've got like a nine-piece band here. Let's just throw a load of trumpets in it. And to the go. point where I thought that was an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Yeah. No, it's it's off a uh, Revolver. Nice. Yeah. I so like that's. My personal favourite. What about you? Pet Shop Boys, always on my mind. I love that as well because, you know, what was a sombre ballad instead is just like high camp, high energy. Yeah. Absolutely ba, brilliant. Ba, 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 ba. Just great. Just yeah. and, and just what a cover song really should do, which is just take the original and just, just, just pull it apart and reassemble it. Well, that's what my dad thinks about covers. He, he loves, even though this is not what he'd listen to, he loves the Lemonheads version of Mrs. Robinson. Because it's so different. Exactly, he said. That's he said. What's the point of doing a cover version and just doing it exactly the same? He's like, take it and make it your own. We had a good laugh in the office the other day because I was playing songs from Meet Glenn Campbell. <laughs> we love Glenn Campbell in the upstairs office. Uh, I, I think Jack still is not quite sold on Glenn Campbell. He's just never experienced Southern Nights. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't have that nostalgia for growing up in Kentucky that we all do. Yeah, you prick. <laughs> the whole uh, but meet Glenn Campbell is a deep joy. Is a deep joy from like 2006, I think it was, before obviously long before he, he passed. Um, where he's been encouraged to cover modern songs. Yeah. So he covers like Travis Singh, Green Day, Good Riddance, Tom Petty, Walls. Uh, Foo Fighters times like this yeah. and it almost sounds like a joke but it's true this is it this is the whole album is just amazing S Glenn Campbell covers S someone in his management clearly heard what was it The Man Comes Around by Johnny Cash the American recordings oh. and just went Glenn Johnny's having a career resurgence why don't you cover some modern songs but mm. rather than taking alternative tracks and tracks which could be modelled after Cash's own life and his own viewpoints. They just went, ah, oh, well, people like Travis and Do people Travis. like Glenn Campbell. <laughs> A match made in heaven. Do Travis, you coward. And he did. And he sang Travis's sing. <laughs> Not many other people have done it. No? I was glad to see it. I'm glad to see him alive <laughs> doing it before he, before he rolled a six. Very nice. Before he rolled a seven, sorry. Um, if you're a six, he'd have been fine. Uh, 
I've never heard that same. Roll a seven. No. I, I don't know the origins of it. I, I read it in, in Power Slam magazine back in the day. Um, but the phrase roll a seven, basically, yeah, is... Okay, it's the same as throwing a seven. In craps, this is when you, you are finished or you crap out. Hmm. Synonymous with dying. So to roll a seven means like to be away. So I said, Glenn, I quite like roll a seven. It makes it sound a bit more fun. Yeah. Makes the whole act of dying sound a little bit more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so before Glenn rolled a seven, he did a tour and he did he played Birmingham Symphony Hall. Lovely night. Yeah. Like liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I think because my mum's a fan. I like going to gigs when my mum's a fan. Like fr- last Friday, going to see John Grand. Um, my mum's a massive fan, and I must admit, I'm not massively into John Grand. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, my mum really gets upset with me because I'm not. <laughs> you must like this one. It's fine, it's fine, it's okay. But it was more like I sat there and I looked over and I looked at my mum and she just had the biggest smile on her face as John Grant is like where that where that light is there. And uh, hi, John. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, this is a fun night. This is a great night. Just, yeah. just to watch my mum deeply enjoy it. We tried to, tried to get to meet him afterwards, but they were in a bubble, so we couldn't. But it was like to the point where I said, mum, I said to mum, let's go meet him. She's like, well, no, no, what, what? I don't know why it's like genuinely getting a bit like my mum who's like a terrorist genuinely sort of getting a bit creeped out by the thought of speaking to John I said I'll be fine come on we'll figure it out we'll go (laughs) anyway I didn't get a chance because he was in a they said all the bands in a bubble so they can't come and do meet and greets makes "Ah!" makes sense gutted my dream would have been to just have mum and John Grant have a photo that would have been the the ultimate dream for me but I I know you're talking about um, me and my older sister went to see Cat Stevens with my mum about a decade ago and I like bits of Cat Stevens, but my mum, back in the day, loved Cat Stevens. And it was the first time she'd ever seen him. Oh. So it was nice being there with her for it. It's something special when you take somebody to a gig that means so much to them. Yeah. Like, you can enjoy it too. Yeah, it's great. When nice. it means something to them. Like when I took Alex to see Fleetwood Mac in 2019, mm. was a few times she'd missed chances to go and see them. And I got us tickets when they went to Wembley. And oh, what a night. Yeah. Ali Campbell, right? <laughs> What a night. So Pretenders were, were supporting. Yeah. So Chrissy Hine was there, brought them out. And she did I Got You, Babe. Ali Campbell walks out about halfway through the song. <laughs> and then as they're doing the final, babe, I got you, babe. I got you, babe. He's walking off stage. <laughs> That's his night. And, and he's on tour with Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> That's all he does. And you're just standing there going, Midlands, yes, Midlands. Midlands represent. <laughs> Which version of UB40 are you from? Because it's like three different versions of UB40. Then a right fucking fallout and a right dust up about it. And there's like three different versions of UB40 that tour. Very nice splash from Sean Beautiful Michael, splash. But there's some wrestling happening. Um, I was happy to see the Midlands represented in <laughs> Wembley. Ali Campbell just popping onto stage with Chrissy Hind for a bit. Yeah, I'd like to see Fleetwood Mac, but obviously that's not going to happen because. Um, oh, they fall out all the time. Yeah. They get, they'll they'll do it for money. I think I think I think Sean's seen him a handful of times, and she's met Mick Fleetwood uh, on our first oh. date. We were talking about music, and she, she just basically said, "Yeah, uh, I once got Lindsay Buckingham's sweat on my forehead." Wow! And I was like, "Wow, you're a bit intense. Let's uh, let's have a second date. Let's have a second date." <laughs> Get some, get some Lindsay Buckingham sweat on me, maybe. Yeah, but she, she loves, she loves Lindsay Buckingham. She loves Stevie Nicks. I think if pushed, she'd say Lindsay's a favourite. Yeah, I think she, a lot she, of people she, say that. She's a guitarist as well, so she, 
Mm. She just watches him in awe, just absolutely shred the bastard and sing at the same time. But I'm sure you'll get a chance to. I'm sure they'll just keep randomly touring. Oh, yeah, definitely. They said, oh, they fell out. They never will again. Yeah, but Abba, Abba got back together. Abba. In 2021. Well, we've got tickets for Elton John next year for his, oh, his final ever tour, which it won't be. But. I just think he might just keep getting injured. Yeah. And then just keep stretching it out. Because now he's, I think the tour's off for the rest of the year now. Yeah. Because he fell over. But it doesn't affect our dates next year. Oh, that's year. fine. Because I was just, fine. when I saw that it was rescheduled, I, I shit the bed. I was like, oh, yeah. we're not going to see Elton John. Not, not, this, not but, this again. Yeah. I want to see my favorite club singer <laughs> in his natural <laughs> habitat. He's on TikTok, you know, Elton John. Yeah. He's down with the kids. Is he just going... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what, what TikTok trends he'd jump on the bag <laughs> just being a miserable arsehole probably <laughs> sitting over his arms folded this is my outfit for the day <laughs> <laughs> hold the camera still David you <laughs> <laughs> doing that ding 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 dance whatever it's called I'm trying to remember other TikTok trends because I desperately try and keep cool I don't have a clue just there's, it, songs get decent resurgences through TikTok. Yeah, which is, that's that, that's how um, Boney M Rasputin re-entered the charts. Boney M's Rasputin entered the charts again because the song started doing the rounds on TikTok. I mean, people Boney, were dancing to it. Boney M are incredible anyway, so I'm all. Here oh, for I'm down for it. But I'm happy that TikTok allowed a whole new generation to experience Boney M Rasputin. I. If, if someone said to me, oh, you know, pick a 70s icon who you could have the career of, I'd be like, I want to be the useless fella from Bowdoin <laughs> who just spins around and occasionally goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. Does he have a name, the useless fella from Bowdoin? I don't know, but you think of Bowdoin, you just think of that useless fella. <laughs> you think I'm of the lead singer? Like a fool. You don't... <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Farrell or Reg uh, or Reggie Sebo? I don't know. Click and see. Past members. Oh, they're all past members now. Because I, I know he's dead. Ah, uh, I know that completely one. past then. Uh, okay, so Reggie's still with us. Um, so yeah, it'd probably be Bobby Farrell. Yeah. You're thinking of. I'd be oh, Bobby Farrell. <laughs> he was big and strong, and his eyes were made of coal. Um, <laughs> I think they're the lyrics. What a weird song to do. Russia's greatest love machine. Yeah, about, um, I and mean, then I, you look at him and you're like, yeah, no. He's oh, not. but he was. He was a right Lothario. Was Rasputin just shagging? Oh, just he was a right shagger. Was Rasputin? <laughs> I watched a documentary about him. He was a right shagger. Good lad. Oh, yeah, honestly, even like, even the Queen was like, I want a piece of Rasputin, yeah. and he was like being super cool, like, oh no, I can't. But that made it like she that made him really. She made her really want to shag him. Like it was just not a looker in the in in what we would consider the look of things. But it's all in the it's all in the charisma. Yeah, a stonking amount of charisma off of Rasputin. And if he's just standing in the corner, all greasy, but he's just like, oh, he knows like magic. And yeah, he's, 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 he's armed. Ooh. That's it. That's <laughs> it. He's he, and and he just wormed his way into into the, the the palace and into the house and ran the country essentially Amazing. through through the you know and. And I think the documentary you want to watch is on Netflix called The Sars. Yeah. And it, and it shows you just like, he was a right shagger, was Rasputin. Some <laughs> <laughs> of the guy I learned is that Rasputin was a shagger. Uh, if you learn anything from In Your House 3, it's that Rasputin <laughs> was a shagger. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
Yoko. Shawn Michaels and Yoko, do we ever really get that much? I don't know if we did. No, because I'm sure after this, Yoko was just Camp Corner and then feuding with Camp Corner yeah. and then gone. I feel like had he been in better health, like... The impre- the impending Shawn Michaels title run, you could have had Yokozuna as yeah. a challenge for it. Yeah. And you could have had Shawn Michaels overcoming the odds of a, a beefy Yokozuna. Yeah. Even bring Bret into the equation, have Yoko saying, you know, I, I toppled Bret Hart. What if you're just a sexy boy? I'll, I'll swat you away like a little fly. I don't know how long the TV's been off, but apologies if you're watching on Patreon and you haven't seen the TV screen behind us. Apologies. We mm. shall uh, amend that. You get to see all this, the weird stuff that happens on this screen behind us as I press source. Diesel's got Bulldog up. <laughs> Snake eyes in the corner. That's the most wrestling talk we've done. He's going for the big stung on. I don't want Rakuten TV. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Does anybody watch Rakuten TV? No idea. Look at all these things we've got on here. There you go. That's the one. So apologies if on Patreon you haven't seen the logo behind us for a while. It's back now. So yeah, Rasputin was a shagger. The Rasputin was a right <laughs> shagger. Right shagger. He bloody was as well. Yokozuna was a shagger. Ima Denise Van Outen at a moment. Oh, we just, <laughs> just flops. Oh, oh, no. Taking one for the team tonight, Davey Boy. That's the weirdest bit of wrestling, of Yokozuna wrestling uh, factoid is the final interview Yokozuna did was with Denise Van Outen on The Big Breakfast on Channel 4. Amazing. That was the last interview Yokozuna ever did before he, he rolled a seven um, <laughs> later, you know, in Liverpool. Of course. There you go. Well, yeah, that's, that's where he died. He did. He died in the Liverpool. In, uh, he did a weird flirty interview with Van Outen beforehand. In the Adelphi Hotel. Was it the Adelphi? Mm. Oh, they, is that the one they did a documentary on? It was, yeah. The it's reality a, show. It's a right shit all. <laughs> as well. It's like a big grand building, but it's just seen better days. Someone really needs to buy it and... Give it, it some love. Because it's in a great spot. It's right by the train station. It's in the middle of the city, but it's just... It, yeah, seen better days. Oh, that's a shame. A little piece of uh, Liverpudlian history. There you go. And Hitler used to live in Liverpool. So there you go as well. He did, didn't he? Yeah. How long was he in Liverpool for? Oh, I don't know. A cup of coffee and fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> was it was did he plan to enhance the, or expand the party into Liverpool? Or? No, I think this was oh oh here's Owen Hart. Stop the stop the, <laughs> the one. He's all Owen Hart's all right. Come in, takes one to the bread basket. He's up, jackknife. Now this is a weird call. Now that's a weird decision to let that stand. Yeah. The one we will dip into on the classic Raw review next week. But be that as it may, that was your feisty main event. Two chaps have all the straps. Two chaps now have all the straps. Owen looking like an absolute tit. <laughs> Come in, one punch to the stomach and, and a jackknife. Eats I mean. a, a jackknife power bomb. The ref shouldn't have really allowed Owen to come in because the match had been declared as Bulldog and Diesel. I mean, the more you watch of like Earl Hebner in kayfabe, he's the worst he's referee. He's a crap Owen. ref. <laughs> crap ref Hebner. Yeah. Bugger off Earl. He did eventually. Uh, what did Davy Boy Meltzer give our triple header main event? I was going to say he may have been kind to this. I want to say three stars that was in case no one can hear me you're spot on he gave really? three stars mm. a three star main event so the match of the night was was Hart and Lafitte that was um, not a four star but, 
But this was just behind it, apparently. I would have said this was more entertaining. Definitely. From, you know, I know we didn't talk about it much, but we certainly... <laughs> See, I, I now understand why there was that awkward photo of them holding one tag title. It didn't... Then, obviously, because Owen hasn't been there, yeah. so they only had one tag title to to take with them. Yeah, of course. As the chaps with all the straps. Or are they the chaps with all the straps? I guess we will find out next time we are together. Did you enjoy In Your House 3? From what I watched of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the time chatting absolute bollocks with you. As yeah, I, always I think that was I think that was one of the more fun times. We just sat and just talked. I think a lot of people found out a lot about you today. I think people are still discovering Jackins. Oh, God, so am I. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of which, did any more questions come through? Although if we had the, um, uh, the, the only the other question that we had was from Eva Stoffwaffle, who says, which cane is your favourite? Which cane? Yes. From the That's Gotta Be Kane family. <laughs> I was going to say, are we talking sitcom Kane? Who, you sitcom know, Kane. Accidentally went on a date with two different women on the same night. That's the one. <laughs> I hate when that happens. In terms of in the wrestles, it's it's original Kane. It was terrifying. Your OG Kane. Yeah. He, he, he's been burnt. He's, he talks with a voice box. He's going to set everything on fire. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have a weird red light playing during his matches, and he's going to smack Vader with a wrench. That's my... I remember that. That was pretty pretty harsh. It was so simple, but quite gruesome. Yeah. Just a twatting with a wrench. He just takes the toolbox from underneath. He's like, oh, that's the toolbox they use to make the ring. He's just like... Clattering. Yeah. Wrench. And of course, led to Good the shout. most damning Vader promo of all time. Oh, I'm just... Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Or was it, it kind of led from that, didn't it? Oh, no... Well, the, the, he smacked him with a wrench. They had the match at uh, Mask versus Match at No Way Out. Yes, that was it. And then he went, oh, it's a fair piece of shit. Yeah. That was it. And they just sort of spiraled from there, didn't they? Yeah. Which is a shame. Bless what, him. What did you think of In Your House 3? I, I really enjoyed it, actually. There was lots to love in there. I thought a really fun main event. Hmm. I thought uh, I thought Lafitte and Brett was very good for what it was. Um I thought it was nice. Like, uh, if I was a wrestling fan at this point, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have been upset with paying money for that pay per view. Yeah, felt like it felt like weirdly, especially with the title change at the end, felt like quite a crucial pay per view. Yeah, I mean, how much were the in your houses? Roughly? Oh, like ten dollars. Oh, yeah, pocket change, isn't it? I mean, if, if it was ten pounds, you could get to see Jushin Thunder Liger. <laughs> That's it. I've paid a tenner to watch Jushin Thunder fucking Liger. I'll pay a tenner to watch Dean Douglas and Bob Backlund yeah. any day of the week. I think I would actually. It's like, oh, oh, the bob. Until we are, hey, thank you for watching along with us. Until we are next together, he is at Sad Atkins on Twitter. I have at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, Brat Atkins on Twitter. There we go. Sad Ken, Brat Atkins. Uh, I'll, I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to start it again. Shut up. He is at Brat Atkins on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Somebody obscures my view of you. Really who? Gerard Depardieu. Love you. Bye. <laughs> uh, we don't hey. have chat let all cock. <laughs> <laughs>
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 